This is Review and Preview on the Wave, the sound of LIU. Good evening and welcome to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, James Montefusco, joined alongside Kyle Russo, Kyle Earhart, and Fonz. You can tune into our show 8 to 10 p.m. on LIU Wave and follow us on anchor.fm slash review and preview. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our phone lines are open. Our call-in number is 516-299-2030 to take part of our live show. Um, so since I got the two Kyles in the room again, Fonz, uh, you missed it the last time since you were away. Yep. Um, I go by Russo and Earhart. That way it's not confusing for everybody. Alrighty, let's dive right into this, boys. All right, NL playoffs. How do we think about the NL playoffs with the Nats and the Cards in Game One? I, I think personally, it's crazy. I think personally, it's crazy. I thought this was going to be a lot better of a matchup than it than it panned out to be. On a, uh, for me personally, I couldn't believe it. You know, Game One, uh, the Cardinals are at home. You're coming off a, a huge boost of confidence against Atlanta where they wound up scoring, I believe, 10 runs in that first inning against Atlanta in that game uh, yes. go-or-die uh, go game situation. And Anibal Sanchez is throwing a no-hitter through seven innings. is absolutely insane. And then Jose Martinez wound up coming in to pinch hit and got the only hit for the St. Louis Cardinals the entire game, and they're at home. And they're at home, so this was crazy. Well, Serger also had a no-no going through seven innings. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, uh, in game, game two. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, game one, Nats win, two to nothing. Um, let's go on to game two. Um, Nats win again, three to one. Yep. So, Scherzer lights out. Yeah, no, it's just insane. The first two games of the series for the St. Louis Cardinals at home, they got a total of two hits. Yeah total of two hits yep and you're looking at this game too uh, all uh as well and adam wainwright you know you look at his stats that he put up in this game he had 11 k's in this game he went over seven innings yes he did give up three runs and a home run but 11 k's that usually does the job for you but they weren't getting any bat support as kyle alluded to only having one hit again for the second time in the series so we move on to game three that's when again eight to one Strasburg goes seven. So it seems like between the first three games, very um, similar storylines for the national pitchers, all winding up going seven innings. Um, all around almost oh, 10 to 12 Ks, he gets the win. Um, again, Nats just looked dominant in game three. Cardinals didn't look like they were there at all. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I I don't know what you guys think with Fonz versus what you guys think, but this series kind or this Nats team kind of reminds me of the 2015 New York Mets, yes. where you beat the Dodgers, you come back in a game five and beat the Dodgers, and then you just absolutely smash an NL Central team like the Mets did against the Cubs, and that's what the Nats are doing against the Cardinals. Yeah, no, and it's it's crazy to even look at this game because you look at this game and you say to yourself, even when they did get the run support. Not the run support, the hitting support. They were still only able to score one run. Like we alluded to Azuna, Martinez, DeJong. They all had, they each had two hits, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's six hits in one game as opposed to two hits over the course of two games. And they still were only to get one run on the board, 
and Strasburg still had 12 strikeouts in this game. So, you know, it just it wasn't clicking. It, it just was never clicking for this St. Louis Cardinals team, and I don't know why. I mean, in my personal opinion, I think if we go back to last week's show, I don't know, Fonz, if you remember this or not, okay. but do you remember if not if if me or Tom had picked the Cardinals to win this series? Uh, I think Tom was the one that might have picked them in in six, I think it was. And I think I might have had the Nationals in six in as six, well. six, yeah. Um, but, I had Nationals in five. I was the closest <laughs> to it, but that's a good point you made with the kind of reminds me of the Mets in 2015. Kind of the team that you wouldn't expect. Oh, they're just lucky that they made it. They're beating all these powerhouse teams, and they got a bunch of players here that, you know, they're good, but you didn't think, all right, they're not like a World Series caliber roster. But let's just hope for Nationals fans that it's different in the end when they're hoisting up the a different trophy. A different outcome a different than the ending, Mets. But it's a good story, yeah. much like with the Mets. Yep. Yeah, and, and that, and like, uh, Howie Kendrick, nine RBI series, I know, what, he won the MVP of the series or yep. whatever. Daniel Murphy had eight or nine RBIs in that series. He had like a home run every game against the Cubs. He did. Yeah. It was what was yeah. it? Eight straight. I yeah. think it was eight it's straight. Eight straight games. Game. So it, 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 it's yeah. it, it's pretty ironic how you know the Mets and Nats similar. It so we'll we'll see what happens in the World Series. Uh, the 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 team maybe maybe they can win it. So then we go to Game Four. Nats win again, seven to four. Cardinals at least put up more than one, one run. run. Yeah. So a uh, little golf clap to them. Yeah. Um, Nats score seven runs in the first, kind of put the nail in the coffin. Um, I mean, do, do, do I have to say more about this Nationals team? I mean, there's, I, they got all this hate because they going into the season, everybody thought they weren't going to be anything. You know, obviously they lose Bryce Harper, which is, at, at the time, it looked like a major thing, but obviously proven that it really wasn't that big of a deal because – Juan Soto's coming as a second-year rookie, I believe. Not second-year rookie, second-year player. And his coming has looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, Anthony Rendon finished off with the highest batting average in all of baseball. Uh, no, uh, that was Tim Anderson. But uh, Rendon came in second. But this team looks flawless. And then they got hatred also because of their pitching. They spent $300 million. They have $300 million worth of pitchers and absolutely no bullpen. But it doesn't matter. I mean, they've proven it doesn't matter because, like you said, James, look at their main three starters, right, in this series alone. Scherzer, seven innings, 11 Ks. Strasburg, seven innings, 12 Ks. Patrick Corbin, he only pitched five innings, yet he still threw 12 Ks in this game. And the Nationals scored seven runs in the first inning of the game. It was almost like what the Cardinals did to Atlanta in that game-winning game uh, that go-home uh, go or uh, do-or-die game. Do-or-die yeah. game, yes, thank you, Kyle. That do or, die, uh, do or die game where they scored 10 runs in the, fir- uh, the first inning. They just absolutely had no life in this series. You didn't see any consistency. They weren't getting people on base. They weren't getting anything. Yeah, you want to know how had a really bad series? Paul Goldschmidt. I yeah, that he was struck bad. out nine times this that was series. Bad. They, did they trade for him or they signed him as a free agent? I believe they traded for him. I, they, they, they traded they for, traded him. for him, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that's. He's supposed to be one yeah. of their star players, and he looked horrible. Azuna's another guy who they traded for and now. Also paying big time money to him as well, but again, even with this, besides that game for uh, that first inning by uh, Dakota Hudson, I mean this, I mean you can't really ask for much more from these pitchers on the side of St. Louis. I mean St. Louis pitchers they had a good series. Mike, uh, Mike uh, Miles Michaelis had a good first game. Then Adam Wainwright had a good game too. Jack Flaherty didn't have a bad game three, and and then again game four Dakota Hudson he had a bad game. But but the, it wasn't the pitching. It was just they could not get 
the barrel on the ball. They could not get people in scoring position. Couldn't even get people on base. The it, Nationals just was dominant the four games. But I want to allude to something what we saw as Met fans. When you sweep a team, it it messed us up. A little bit, yeah. A little you, bit. Not normal because you're used to, like, you know, just a day off or maybe yeah. a day, like two days off. And then I think now, yeah, I don't know how many days they have. They have a lot of days I think off it's now. Already, I think it's already it's, three it, days. It, it's going to be a week, I think. Yeah. It's going to mess up your flow, especially at this time when you get at this point in the season, right, at the tail end. Yeah, your pitches are hot. Your hitters are on fire. So you, yeah. Now at this point, you got to take, say, a week, a week and a half off. And for some other pitchers, it's even longer. Because of you know whatever rotation they go into, yep. you know they may get they may get cold or may not get onto that hot streak. Listen, the the Cardinals in my eyes didn't come prepared to face Washington. The Nats came in, they were last in the league in during the season. They yep. came back and they're going to the World Series without Bryce Harper. Yeah. I want to make that known. That's without Bryce Harper, that walked for free agency that signed with the Phillies. Yeah. Now and we the all Phillies thought, didn't make the team. Exactly, and we thought the Phillies was going to go far because they got Bryce Harper. Yeah, one of the best. And Real Muto. Real yeah. Muto, Gene Segura. They got some. Uh, they got pitches as well. Aaron Nola coming back. So and then just, you see the Nats in the playoffs. Yeah. So getting rid of Bryce Harper could have benefited them in some ways, just yeah. because. Now they're going further. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I think the bright side to all this is now that you didn't pay or have to pay Bryce Harper as much as he did get from Philadelphia. You know, you could then put that money towards maybe uh, Anthony Rendon and maybe don't have to lose him in free agency. I, I feel like they have to keep Anthony Rendon. Well, that's what I, yeah. if, if, if they want to be a contender next year, they can't let Rendon walk. This guy batted with three thirty. Yeah, had thirty five home runs, hundred and ten plus RBIs. Yeah. You can't replace that guy in your lineup. No, you can't. No, you can't. And so that's—I mean—that's something to be ben- uh, to benefit from. Obviously, you know, if you're able to bring that guy back, like Kyle said, you know, that automatically puts you in contention. And again, you know, it, it works two ways. You know, sometimes rest benefits teams. Sometimes it hurts them. You know, for this team, I mean, you only see what'll happen because right now, the Yankees look to be extending the series as Justin Verlander, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, is up for the Cy Young with his teammate Garrett Cole absolutely just got shelled and had to get pulled out of the game within the first two innings of the game. So that series is going to be extended as well. So that's yeah. only going to extend furthermore the rest of the Nationals. I yeah. think game one of the World Series is actually Tuesday. Yes. No matter what happens, game one is Tuesday yep. night. Yeah. Tuesday, 1 p.m. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, it's an afternoon game. Yeah. So since we're on Oh, that's, that's that, horrible. Since we're on that topic, we'll just run down through the um, – through it. So, World Series, what they have now, Washington versus either the Yankees or Houston, Tuesday the 22nd at 1 p.m. Game 2, Wednesday the 23rd at 1 p.m. Game 3, Friday, 10-25, Are you re- There's no way they put two World Series that's games at 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. That's what it yeah. says. That's, what, that's yeah. what I'm reading Are off of. Are you kidding me? That's... I don't uh, know. And they're wondering, we're wondering why baseball is losing no one, fans. No one's watching, yeah, because nobody wants to watch the World Series. And then at one o'clock, and the people are working or doing it like it's in like, right in the you, prime time of like when your work day. Like I don't even get home to, on, on Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm not even gonna be home till seven. 
So you put the game directly in the after. Who that? Who does that? Listen, what what you're gonna have to do is what I did when I was in school. Put up your laptop and start watching the game. What during, the hell is I, that? I, class. It's not opening day. It's the World Series. You put that? it on at, at nighttime. Listen, that's what that's what that's what I'm reading. That's what Google says, but ESPN says to be determined. There's no way a game is at one p.m. That, if if that's Series. the case no scenario, way, no way, it's not. That absolutely demolishes baseball. There is no, way, it's no not. way. No way it's not. Maybe like a four maybe or five o'clock. One, maybe one game, but back two games no at no one way. o'clock in the afternoon? No way. Oh my God. Hey, if it's that's, on Google, it's true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I had on the NL. When you were reading that, Kyle looked over. He's like, is oh, that a mistake? Yeah, I know. That's, that's pretty crazy. crazy. What time zone are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's move on from these nationals. We'll see how they do. And again, if the times do get adjusted. For the World Series, I would hope so. I I, I would hope so as well, but you may never know. <laughs> One o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> All right. Wow. Let's move on to Mr. Kyle Russo's wonderful Yankees right Woo-hoo! now. So, all right, Yankees are playing Houston. Right now, game yeah. one. Yankees win seven to nothing. Tanaka, six innings, four Ks. Torres had five RBIs. Torres Stanton. Each had a home run. Granky won six with six Ks. Russo, what, what's your opinion? I mean, this game was insane. This game was absolutely insane. You know, the problems that the Yankees have been having is when they go to Houston, they just cannot score. And, I mean, granted, I mean, you can still make that statement uh, with validation because Torres was the only, buddy, uh, the only person doing anything. Yes, Stan had a solo, and Urshela had a solo. But, again, Torres, five RBIs absolutely beautiful ball placement on some of his hits and he was he was playing like he's a, a primed veteran this is a guy who this is his second season of baseball and he's and he's smacking balls against some of the best pitchers in all of baseball yeah in 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 you know in a game where you're on the road in a place that the team struggles as a whole to play this guy carries you to, to an absolute victory and, and and to not only win the game and score the amount of runs that they did but hold Houston to nothing is is crazy. Only three run, three hits, three hits, <laughs> no runs. I, I mean, I don't know if he carried you because Tanaka also pitched immaculate in this game too. He pitched immaculate, but he only had four Ks. That's it was, it doesn't matter. He no, still, he, had, he, he let up one hit. He pitched immaculate, yes, but still, come on, he, zero runs to this Houston. Team? That's what I'm saying. He that's he insane. was great. He was great. Yeah, no, he was. There's no doubt about it. So Zach Ranky didn't look great game one. Um Game two, Houston wins three to two in eleven innings. Um, I kind of figured it would be a lot closer come game two. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the Yankees to blow out Houston in game one, but game two, Houston wins three to two in eleven. Um, Russo, why don't you recap this game since it went to extras? So, basically, what it transcribed in this game is that the Yankees were up early. I believe they were up. Yeah, they were up a score of two to one. Uh, Adam Ottavino, who has been absolutely disgusting, not in the good way, in this uh, in this series, has not even pitched a full inning of uh, a full inning of a game, and has allowed four runs in every game that he's been brought into, which is horrible considering that was supposed to be you know your eighth inning, seventh inning guy, and he, uh, Kyle, I think you said he hasn't struck out anybody. No, he hasn't even recorded an out. Yet. He hasn't even recorded an out against this Houston team. So they were up 2-1, and then Ottavino comes in. He lets up a home run to, I want to say, George Springer. 
I believe it was George Springer. You let up a home run to George Springer. Sounds about right. And then, obviously, the game goes into extra innings. The Yankees go through their entire pen because if if you watch the game, Aaron Boone, he had to pull James Paxton out early because Paxton, it, it, looks like, it, it looked like it was all going down south the way he was pitching. He was pitching horribly. He had to take him out early. So they had to bring in their bullpen, obviously, early. I believe the Yankees used about eight pitchers in this game, I want to say. I, I believe they used about eight pitchers. And then J.A. Happ, he came in. Uh, you guys all know how I feel about J.A. Happ. I think he's terrible. I think that he never should have been brought back to begin with, but he's brought back. He pitched one inning. Uh, I believe it was the 10th inning he pitched in. He pitched okay. And then the 11th inning comes in, first pitch of the 11th inning, and he lets up a walk-off home run to Carlos Correa. So that's a game, you know, obviously, especially in the situation that they're in now, that's a game that obviously they would love to have back. Just knowing the tightness of the game, knowing that it was on the road, you could have been up 2-0 coming back to home. It's it was it's probably this is probably one of the worst ways to lose. The extra innings, walk off home run like that, horrible. But yeah, Houston came out victorious, tying the series one one. So, with Houston in that eleven inning duel, yep. comes Game Three. Houston takes the W four to one. Cole goes seven innings and seven Ks. Um, Russo and Fonz, what did you see wrong within Game Three from the Yankees' perspective? Because Houston did no wrong; they they won the game. Yeah. Well, Fonz, if you want to take this away, I think it's just really just failing to just even get on base. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, was it. yeah. It, it's a very simple thing. You gotta, you can only pitch so much, but if you can't get on base, especially in a game like this against, I mean, granted you're against guys like Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, but you're also the Yankees. Look what you've been doing the whole year with all the injuries you've been having. Yep. So that's just that's my simple take on this from this game. Yep. On top of not being able to get guys on base because, I mean, yes, from the whole game sport, uh, game standpoint, you look at the game completely, they just struggled to get on base. But, I mean, it's almost like Cole was giving them some, you know, giving them some life. Cole, Garrett Cole is going to win the Cy Young this year. In, in a playoff situation, he let up five walks. Mm-hmm. He allowed – Four hits. Four yeah. hits isn't a lot, but five walks, that's that's a lot. No, he's, I think he's let up a total, like, in the last, like, month, like two months of the season, he let up a total of three walks in two months. Yeah. He let up five walks in this game. Yeah, so for him to allow five walks, which obviously means that at some points in the game, which I know for a fact, the Yankees had men in scoring position. On top of the problem with getting guys on base, they cannot score when they have guys in scoring position. They just cannot do it. They cannot. I don't know what it is. They can't do it. There's been probably about three solid people on this team throughout this series. That would include definitely Torres, uh, DJ LeMahieu, because he has been getting hits. He has a home run in this game, in uh, this game five right now against Houston. And uh, and Aaron Judge. And Aaron, Ju- Aaron Judge's feeling, fielding has been unbelievable. He, I believe he has a home run or two. He's got a decent amount of hits. But everybody else, this one through nine order, has been awful. Edwin Encarnacion, he's supposed to be your guy, right? Your power guy, your DH. One hit. John Carlos Stanton, I don't know what happened. He played <laughs> game one, he hit a home run, and then now he's not playing at all. <laughs> I don't understand. Aaron Hicks begs his way back into the lineup, right? Which I, which I don't like because I don't like the fact that that took away a spot from Luke Voigt, who played basically the entire se- season mm-hmm. and basically earned his position. I get it, infielder, outfielder, I understand that. But Aaron Hicks, horrible. Horrible. Brett Gardner, it's been all right. 
DD Gregorius. Nothing. He's done. I, I don't understand. You're in a contract year, and you're playing like you're not even on the field. Absolutely terrible. What about Gary Sanchez? Gary Sanchez hits a home run in garbage time when the game is basically already over. <laughs> uh, another thing with DD too, that the the only thing from me watching these past four games, not obviously not including tonight's game, the only thing that I could recall from DD Gregorius is when him and Torres were both they were in uh, middle infield, they're both running towards the pitch, and DD was closer, and the pitch went right up the middle. That I believe that was in game I believe that was in game one when that happened. That's the only thing I recall from Didi Gregorius in this series. The Yankee, the Yankees as a whole have just not been playing well. They just have not been playing well, if, they, if that could explain it enough. Have they finally hit the brick wall? I don't know. I really don't. Because you, you have a game you have a game one, you're in Houston, which you can't score at all in past history. You shut them out and score seven runs. Now you're at home. You just took out a Cy Young candidate in two innings. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't understand what this team is. I don't get what they are. Are they going to pull off a win tonight? You know, they're only in the third inning. We don't know. Well, let's move on to game four. Um, Houston wins 8-3. to three. Of course they did. Um, Granky <laughs> won four <laughs> innings with five Ks. I mean, for what happened with Granky in the bullpen when he was getting warmed up by fans saying stuff about him. Yeah, that's... That, I mean, I don't recall seeing that or hearing about. It. I just heard about that today. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's, I uh, I believe AJ Hinch, the manager's name for Houston. I believe that's his name, AJ Hinch. Yes, Sorry you're right. Getting you're that correct. Wrong. You're correct. correct. You're correct. Yes, he, he he goes out and he says, "I will literally pull my team off the field if that happens again," which I completely and utterly respect as, as a Yankee fan. Yeah, I respect that from an opposing team standpoint. That's disgusting. Yeah, but that's, that's like disgusting. your team as a whole. Like your team was chanting Uber to the Minnesota Twins starting pitcher when he started game two. I'm not saying I approve I'm of that. I'm just saying that saying. that's just your fan base as a whole. They're I mean, all... that's, that's disgusting. It is I disgusting. I mean, chanting thing is one thing. Chanting stuff is one thing. But to, like, be throwing stuff at people? Yeah. I mean, come on. I, they're, throwing it, stuff on the field? That's disgusting. I know it's a competitive game, but... It gets every, out of line. Yeah. The, things get out of line, and it's no fun for fans that are trying to enjoy it or the team themselves either trying to win or, you know... I'm yeah, sure, they don't need distractions yeah, like that. I'm sure the Yankees didn't need the distraction, considering Houston blew them out, and they were. It was very windy last night, so we figured the balls were flying to that short porch. Yeah, I thought that would honestly benefit the Yankees. I thought that would too, but again, like uh, Franz and I alluded to, they just cannot hit. They cannot hit. I don't know what it, they have. Some of the best bats in all of baseball, and they can't hit. Three hundred six home runs, and they can't hit the ball. I, I don't get it. I'll, I'll be honest. I actually thought A.J. Hinch made a great play in this game when he took Granky out. Granky, who's not a hard thrower. He, no. You know, he, he throws the curveball sliders. He did his fastball, not the fast. But he put in Presley, and Presley is a very hard thrower. And he kind of kept the Yankees on their toes. Like, believe, put, Is he a left-hander, too? Yeah. I think he's a left-hander. Yeah, he, he's a left-hander. He throws like 98-99, which puts the Yankees on their toes because they're facing Granky first, you know, first time around. Like, oh, he doesn't throw that hard. And then they put in Presley, who's just – 98, 99 mile per hour, and got him out of that jam. And the, I think it was the fourth inning where the Yankees, or the fifth inning where the Yankees had bases loaded, and Edwin Encarnacion struck out. Yeah. And Glaber Day wasn't happening because he struck out also. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're going to your basically second year player, Glaber Torres, to to carry your team to a victory every single game, it's just not going to happen. No. And obviously, as proven, as the Yankees now sit down three one in the series in a 
in a must-win situation right now? Well, they are winning right now. In the top four, Yankees are winning four to one. So hopefully they keep that lead with this with this bullpen, <laughs> which I thought was solidified. Anything could happen, you know. Adovino will get brought in. He'll let up a three-run bomb <laughs> I mean, to Altuve. For you to think it was solidified, I mean, would you would you not agree that the Yankees probably going into the series, obviously not knowing the outcome of uh-huh. what was going to happen, the Yankees had one of the deepest bullpens in all of baseball, and not when I mean deep, I don't mean just like they had a lot of. They had a lot of guys. Yeah. They had a lot of good guys. You know, some of these guys before the series, obviously, they could have been closers on a lot of other MLB teams. Yeah, but your bullpen definitely needed the work. Um, so then, what is it, tomorrow's game? No. Well, tomorrow's game, I think we have. I think if we get to tomorrow. If, if we get to tomorrow. Yes. Let's, let's say that. If we get to tomorrow, don't even say that. We're getting, we're getting, to, we're getting to tomorrow. You're not losing in five games. He just you're not losing. You're not losing three straight games at home. That ain't happening. So if we get to tomorrow, it's Verlander versus Paxton. No, no, no. no, 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 no that's no, right no, now. That's right uh, now. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I think is Severino versus. I th- I don't think the Astros announced a start yet because I know they said they wanna put Cole as game seven, so he's on full rest. But I don't know. It it could be a bullpen day for the Astros tomorrow. Yeah, as of right now, the Yankees or Astros have not released who they're pitching, which I'm actually surprised with. So could it be just a bullpen day for both teams? I, I, if I I'm, definitely see that. If I'm Aaron Boone, that's that's like a fireable offense. You do not have a bullpen day on a, on uh, a must-win game. Well, you don't, you don't have a bullpen game on a must-win. When you're win. down to like already yeah, to, you begin, don't, to begin with, yeah, you don't you, you don't throw out your bull, especially who do you start Severino? Do you start Severino? I think you start Chad Green. I think Chad Green's been really well, done really well. Chad Chad Green, what he gave up? He gave up uh, three runs, I believe, in Game Three, and ultimately blew the game. No. Yeah. But I mean, who? So you go to Severino. You go to Chad Green. You go to Severino. Severino, You let him pitch his four or five innings, and then you go to the bullpen. You can't have a bullpen game in a in a. That's what the Astros are gonna do. Do it. Well, they have a cushion. They they can afford to do that. Their bullpen can be all starters eventually. If I'm the Astros, I wouldn't even I would I would pitch Cole in my opinion because no I would too because what if your bullpen day you know has a really bad day and it's three three yeah and now this anything team is, could happen in a game seven this team has proven that they could beat you at home not only beat you but basically hold you hitless and runless in the entire game yeah and and Garrett Cole hasn't lost in four months he's due he's he's eventually going to pitch bad yeah so in a game seven if the Yankees get there my money's all on the Yankees still yep. in game seven but we gotta they got a long way to go first yeah we gotta get to that first hopefully we even get out of these next six innings for my sake well for my heart's sake but. we'll see what happens but uh Russo I don't know um we talk about uh Vic DiPotato a lot for the Giants segment he's yes. also a big Yankee fan I've have been watching s- a lot have you seen his uh I've been loving it okay I've been loving it Good. you know Vic DiPotato I love Vic DiPotato Vic DiPotato for those of you listening is a comedian I believe he lives in New Jersey absolutely he imitates as if he doesn't imitate <laughs> he plays, he role plays as if he's the uh, Giants, I guess you would say coach. Coach, yes. Or as if he was the Yankees manager. Uh, and he puts himself in that situation. And it, it's absolutely some of the funniest stuff that you're ever going to listen to. It's It makes the loss. It makes, it makes the loss not as painful. It really yeah. does. I mean, it's almost, at some points in last season, and I'll say this full, honest opinion. I mean, there was some points where on Sundays I looked more forward to Vic <laughs> DiBotetto's commentary than the Giants game. <laughs> it's really... Yes, you did. I mean, it's it's true, and it's he's a really funny guy. But um, yeah, you know, hopefully, 
this Yankees team, not only for, for my sake as a fan, but just to make the series entertaining because you got a shutout in the NL, and now and now Washington is waiting. Yep. And now hopefully you get some. Uh, you actually get a competitive series for this uh, Yankees versus Astros game so, right now. Since Washington is waiting, we are going to step aside for a quick break. You have been listening to Review and Preview here on The Wave, the sound of a light. One, two, three, uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. You are here listening on LIU Wave. We are on LIU Post Campus. I have Russo, Earhart, and Fonz DeFalco here with me, the loser of last week. He is wearing his old high school football helmet. It still fits. So, Listen, it looks nice. It yeah. looks nice. I sound good, though, so that's, that's all that matters, right? That's all that matters. Very nice. So... Let's get right back. So some we talked about the AL, the NL playoffs. Let's do some MLB news. I do want to correct myself. Um, I did look up MLB.com, uh, and it has the correct times. So that 1 o'clock World Series game that we were all panicking about <laughs> like 15 minutes ago. Non-existent. Non-existent. Game 1 is going to be on Tuesday, October 22nd at 8.08. PM on Fox, Joe so, Buck. so we'll get Joe Buck. <laughs> I know some of the fans and viewers from last night were giving some mouth to Joe Buck on why he wasn't calling the Yankee game. Uh, game two for the World Series is eight oh seven. Game three eight oh seven. It's pretty seems pretty consistent, and they're all on Fox. And it's Washington versus either Russo's Yankees or the Astros. We'll see. We'll see if they uh, they. W- Stay alive to see another day. I hope. They go home. That would be embarrassing if you lose in five. At least six is kind of with your dignity. Listen. If you lose three straight games at home, that's just abysmal. You're you're the Yankee fan that's going to be upset over this. Uh, You got basketball right around the corner to save me. Valid point. All right. So let's uh, let's go get some MLB news for us, boys. So Sabathia has played his last game in MLB, and it wasn't the way – that anybody pictured him going out. No. So why don't you explain kind of what happened to him in last night's game? So I believe the correct terminology, I think he tore a ligament in his shoulder mid as he was pitching. And it's just another one of those awesome sports stories that only increase your legendary resume, which CC Sabathia has, has over throughout his career. But he... Apparently, he tore something in his shoulder. He, After knowing he tore something in his shoulder, he still pitched another three pitches. And and somehow, even with a torn ligament or labrum, I believe it was, in his shoulder, he reached 91 miles per hour on all three pitches. So, again, just shows you the dedication of the game. You know, obviously, nobody, uh, we don't see it a lot. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen it before ever, except for this one example that I'm about to bring up. Nobody's going to go out like Peyton Manning the Sheriff. There's nobody, nobody's going to go out like that. That's why... You know, you have that moment and you relic in that moment. Nobody's going to go out like Kobe Bryant scoring 60 points in his final game. It's not going to happen. CeCe, this is just sad because even if miraculously, let's say, right, theoretically, the Yankees do come back, they pull a 2004 Boston Red Sox, they do come back, and they play the Nationals in the World Series, he's not even on the roster anymore. Yeah. So he's not even going to be able to be a part of that, which kind of sucks. It really does stink. But, it's, uh, it's tough. He pitched where he couldn't pitch anymore. Yep. That's so what he said, yeah. He was a 
in my eyes, a true team player. Yeah. That his body just wasn't allowing him to go any further than he wanted to, or I'm sure the team would have liked to. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Joe Girardi got really emotional that when he uh, left the field last night yeah, on MLB no, Network. That, yeah, yeah, it was it was actually how like it's it kind of sad actually, it made me tear up. Yeah, because even if you listen, even if you're a fan of uh, if you're not a fan of the Yankees and you're just an overall fan of baseball, I mean, this is you know a legendary first ballot future Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. And he, and he's going out like that, and nobody wants to see anybody go out like that. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. But uh, you know, he's adored by his fans. He's adored by Yankees fans. He's adored by his teammates. You know, nothing but good things said over the course of his career about the person in general. You know, a couple years back when CC was uh, struggling with alcohol, he was able to turn his life around. He was able to keep sober, and he was able to still pitch well at a very high level in this league and really put an impact on a franchise for a very long time. I believe he's with the Yankees now a little over a decade. So uh, wow. it's... Uh, it's amazing, and it's sad that an era has officially come to an end. I was going to ask you, uh, Hall of Famer, but you already answered that too, no doubt. Six-time All-Star World Series champion, yeah. Yeah. Cy Young, definitely one of my favorite pitchers growing up watching too, dating back to his days when he was on the Cleveland Indians and the Brewers for half a season. Yeah. yeah. So he ends his career, unfortunately, but I believe he is going into the booth or some announcing type. Oh, yeah. He'll probably. Oh, yeah. He's, I think he's signed with ESPN. Yeah. So, Could definitely see that with him, though. Definitely. Yeah. So, which would be good for him. And for, I'm sure, any baseball fan, it would be great to hear him talk about that. All right. So, um, we pretty much know who the NL Cy Young is going to be. AL, we're just waiting for the World Series to and, end. Listen, <laughs> NL, NL, I think there might be a little discussion. I think there listen, I don't care what the ballot says <laughs> and what the board says, how they don't include playoffs, man, but if they include playoffs. They don't, though, but they, they don't. don't. But, uh, they don't. They, don't. they, they, they don't. say it's they don't. for the regular season. They say they don't. They say they, they don't. don't. If they don't, the, and Scherzer winds up winning, what, what's, what's the He's excuse? He's not winning. It's, it's DeGrom. It's DeGrom. Yeah. And it's not know. even close. Anything is possible. They include playoffs. That's tough for any pitcher that isn't even on a 500 team that's pitching great and doesn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we just went over the World 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 Series times. Yeah. Um, not the 1 o'clock game. Everybody can chill. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Everybody's cool. All right. Let's do our predictions for the World Series. Um so let's do it this way. If we already know Washington, let's do Washington and Houston, and then let's do Yankees and Washington. That way, depending on what the outcome of tonight's or this weekend's games, we already have our two sides picked. All right. I'm good with that. So let's start out with Washington and Houston. All right. Who do you want to start? Uh, Russo, you start since you asked. If it's, if it's Washington versus Houston, that is – uh, just like we were talking about before, right? The Mets. That is a five-game series in Houston's favor. There's a five-game series in Houston's favor. All right. Earhart. Yeah, first uh, stole thing I was gonna say. Houston five. Fonz. I'll go a little different. I'll say Houston six. <laughs> Change it up a little bit here. I am going to go with Fonz as well. All right. Now, if the Yankees live another day tonight. <laughs> Live another couple days. Well, so, yeah, they got to live a couple more. We days. have to start with tonight. Yeah. Um, Russo, who is your 
If the Yankees somehow make it past this Houston team, they will win the World Series in six games. They will win the World Series in six games. Uh, Kyle, Earhart. I'm going to say Washington in seven. You, you're just a bad guy. Fun. I'm going to be worse. Nationals in five. <laughs> <laughs> That's really bad. That's, That's actually mean. funny. That is mean. That's funny. What are we calling? Are we calling like 20 strikeout I... game for Scherzer? <laughs> hey, listen, maybe. <laughs> I am going to go with Yankees in five. I wanted you to say Nationals Thank in a you. sweep. I really wanted you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was debating it, but from conversations that I've had, um, it would be Yankees. All right, so since now we got both sides covered, we'll see. You know, we could have a de- uh, deciding factor after tonight's game. Don't know. All right, MLB Player of the Week. Who do you guys have? Fonz, I'll start out with you. I'm going to go with the MVP himself, Howie Kendrick. 36 years old, still playing at a high level. Had hit uh, 333 in the, the series, four doubles and four RBIs. Really nice career resurgence for him. Was with the Dodgers for a little bit, the Angels a while back. But yeah, he is my player of the week, Mr. Howie Kendrick. Excellent. I like it. A heart. I want to go with Carlos Correa. Uh, game two, he made that big throw home to throw out DJ LeMahieu. Uh, hit the game winning home run in game two. And then last night, he had a big three run homer to basically ice the game. Houston Astros. I like that a lot. As Russo, I believe, is still trying to figure no, it out. No, I'm good. I'm good. I will go. Um, I'm going to go. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, I'm going to go with CeCe. Um, like just it. of what happened last night and give him a lot of credit for overcoming alcoholism and playing until we couldn't play anymore. Yeah. And Russo, did, did you finally pick? I finally picked. I all settled. Right. I settled. All right. all right. Who is it? It was hard for me to pick, okay? Because I don't want to pick a Houston player, but nobody else was good this week. So <laughs> I got to go with uh, I got to go with George Springer. He's hit uh, two home runs in the series, has four RBIs, and about, I think, four or three hits. So just been absolutely incredible. Lead-off guy as well. So just having that bat in the lineup. George Springer player of the week. All right. I like everybody's player of the week. That was um – Pretty good. I'm glad Russo was able to finally pick on his. Hey, I did I, 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 the settle. I, yeah, I, I was tempted to pick Torres, but I couldn't pick a game that he hit five RBIs like a week ago. I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, uh, that, that's in the past. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some college football, boys. All right, um, Fonz, let, uh, I'm going to have you start recapping. Um, some college football here, since you are wearing a football jersey and a football helmet. Yeah, so we'll start off with the top ten this week. Obviously, we know kind of who number one is, Alabama. LSU bumps up to number two. Number three, then we get Clemson, they go down. Ohio State and Oklahoma round out the top five. And then we'll go with six, Wisconsin, Penn State, seven. Eight, Notre Dame, nine, Florida. And uh, number ten is Georgia after the upset against South Carolina. They were, I believe, three like the week before. Yeah, they were. Dropped seven spots. That is that is crazy right there. I think this Georgia – yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, this was an incredible game. No, it was I a mean, very good game. From an emotional standpoint, playing standpoint, uh, I believe his name was Tyler Helinski. I believe that's his yeah, name. Yeah, the quarterback. Brother the of oh, – man, I forgot his name. Washington State quarterback. Who, I remember, yeah, I know the story. I forgot his name too, but yeah. Who uh, uh, committed suicide, I believe, uh, a year or two ago. His parents were there, very emotional. Tyler Helinski gets the starting opportunity, plays absolutely incredible for the South Carolina team. I believe he got hurt in this game. I don't believe he returned. I forgot who the quarterback played in his place. But Georgia, again, Georgia, one of the best defensive teams in the country, 
They have a tandem of two running backs. It's unbelievable. DeAndre Swift, I forgot the other running back's name as well. And and Jake and, and Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm's Fromm the quarterback. Is, yeah, is, uh, had three picks in this game. Yeah, he did not three look the good. picks. Which the same yeah, defensive yeah. player. That, the same defensive player. That South Carolina defense was very impressive yeah. that game. I think now with Georgia tend to kind of yeah. the writing there that they're kind of out of the college playoff. I had them in the beginning of the season in that range of the four, maybe that four seed. But now, obviously, that bumps them down to ten. There's really kind of a miracle they have to hope here now. But I got a, a quick question. Say, like, say uh, Alabama, LSU, one of them has to lose when they play each other, most likely LSU. Mm-hmm. I still think LSU stays in the top four. Yep. And Alabama will st- – I'll just say LSU loses, Alabama's undefeated. They're the one and two. Say Ohio State and Oklahoma go undefeated and Clemson does as well. Mm-hmm. Which two do you go with? Because for me, I'm going to go Ohio State and Oklahoma because of the schedules. Clemson has had one of the easier schedules. I think with what Ohio State and Oklahoma's done, bump them up and put Clemson out of there. Be- I think it's basically because of the schedule. Then again, if Ohio State and Oklahoma loses at least one game, then obviously they're out. This is just a hypothetical scenario. If they all finish undefeated – which two do you stick with and which one is on the outside looking in? Um, for me, I would go with Oklahoma and Ohio State. Uh, I think what Oklahoma's doing at beating Texas was huge. Jalen Hurts has changed. It's I, an animal out there. I, I, I feel like any Oklahoma quarterback is just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like Kyler really, Murray, like they have an Baker. For three, three straight yeah, back-to-back, yeah. back-to-back. J- J- Jalen Hurts yeah. and... Oklahoma, yeah, they don't play defense because no one in that conference plays defense. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I I think it'd be Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma and Ohio State. But Oklahoma's got some tough games coming up. Going to Baylor, uh, they still have the championship game. They still have to go through. So I feel like Oklahoma, they could stumble across the way. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. I was just saying, if they all finish, you know. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't know, because if Oklahoma, let's say, stays perfect, right? And even it, it depends on the margin. If LSU absolutely gets blown out, right, then I yeah, think, okay, think yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a close game, if we see like yeah. a 34-27. Should have added that part, I think, that part I think Ohio State is the team that gets knocked out. Because personally, I mean, I could be wrong with this, but when I, when I remember what I remember from the Ohio State schedule is that they're probably the toughest opponent for the rest of the season is Michigan. Yep. And, and Michigan, Michigan has is, a look is horrible. Michigan, I believe, ranks number 17th in the country right yeah, now. Yeah, they just keep going lower and lower. And they're the... probably going to wind up losing to Penn State this weekend, which will only knock them down lower. So, I mean, even if Ohio State does stay perfect, I don't think they've played the cream of the crop competition. Yeah, but we've seen last year, or we've seen with Alabama in the past, that Alabama hasn't played the cream of the crop either. When it was uh, well, two years ago, when it was Ohio State, Alabama, when they were in the, the, the fourth seed, or was it last year? I think it was last year. I think it was last year. And Alabama had one loss, and Ohio State had one loss, or two losses, but Ohio State played much tougher opponents when Alabama's playing Citadel, mm-hmm. playing like Mercy yeah. College. Yeah. It's like with uh, Clemson. This is their schedule. I mean, their toughest opponent was Texas A&M in yeah. Week 2. Yeah. I mean, they played Georgia Tech, Charlotte. They're yeah. playing Wofford later in the season, NC State, South Carolina, Boston College, like the whole ACC, uh, I think the uh, Atlantic part. Yeah. I just think the Ohio State schedule is slightly better than what Clemson's doing. They're kind of rolling, through, kind of rolling through these teams. I mean, they barely beat UNC twenty-one to twenty. Well, so do you think that there's a potential chance that Clemson doesn't make the top four? Then no, I think they bump them out. And if they all finish undefeated, you put Ohio State, Oklahoma, put them in. Clemson stays out. Just oh, because so you think, I think Clemson stays out? Then yeah, even that's if LSU my pick. Loses, yeah, oh, yeah okay. even if LSU, if they, if it's a close game, obviously. But if you're saying it's a blowout, then yeah, I yeah. can definitely see that. Yeah. But I think Clemson might be. On the outside looking in, say, I just think because of the schedule here, it's kind of the way it's been. You're already in a bad conference to begin with. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Why are you going to schedule a game against Charlotte and Wofford if you want to be a legit program and want to make like you know show that you're a legit team in a conference like that? This has also been personally for me. This has been like the year of the quarterback. The quarterback. If you look at these top five teams, these quarterbacks are unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm hearing a lot of talk, and don't get me if I'm wrong, but I believe I'm hearing that people are saying that they would take Joe Burrow. NFL-wise, over to Otoga Valoa. There's a lot of people that are liking Joe Burrow a lot. Yeah. Uh, then J- Jake Fromm, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and uh, two are the, like the four quarterbacks that everyone's looking forward to. But, yeah, Joe Burrow's been really impressive. Yeah. yeah Just don't expect that at I, all. I want to see him against Alabama, though. Yeah. Because that's going to be the game. That's going to be fun to watch. That's because that's, that's, like, that's like the last game of the season. Yeah. 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 That's close to an NFL-style type defense, obviously. Yeah. So uh, I want to see how he does against Alabama. And I feel like LSU-Alabama is always always something. Something always happens. It's always it's a tight a, game. It, it, it's very fun to yeah. watch that game. And I think that's at LSU too. I believe, right? I believe that one. Baton Rouge. Uh, that, yeah. That'll be tough. That'll yeah. be tough for any team to go into that stadium. And then, uh, you know, some other games just to round it out. You know, I don't know who your Heisman pick is, guys, but I mean, it's it's almost solidified for me. I I think it's almost guaranteed Jalen Hurts. I'm going. Jalen I just Hurts, I, yeah. I don't see anybody performing on the same level as yeah. as him it, personally. He pulls out a tough uh, win against the. T- uh, Texas Longhorns, 34-27. Ben Fonz, as you said. Or, or Kyle, I think you said. I think you said Baylor, who beat Texas Tech 33-30 to in uh, in double OT. Uh, Tom's Notre Dame Fighting Irish uh, <laughs> win by the skin of their teeth against this USC team. Tom was alluding to last week, I believe the point spread was only about five points. Yeah. And I asked Tom if that was surprising him. He said no, because they always play tight. Yes. You know, obviously seeing that they do play tight. And then LSU just absolutely beat down Florida. And now, uh, you know, so for some big uh, week eight games as well, you know, you have Oregon versus uh, number twenty five Washington. Oregon, I believe they lost their tight, tight end, who's like their the number one receiver. receiver. Yeah, uh, Herbert's so another Dustin, guy in that Dustin, quarterback class yeah, too. Dustin Herbert, that's gonna that's gonna hurt not having his number one receiver. You have Utah versus Arizona State. Uh, Mr. Herm Edwards coaching that team. He's, he's brought that program back alive. Very surprising. You know, he produced some solid product last year. You know, Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver who got drafted last year in the first round with the New England Patriots, he's uh, he's turned this uh, organization around. And then Penn State, like I said before, number seven Penn State playing Michigan. Now, guys, before we just end off this college segment, I just want to – I know I know we've been talking about it a lot, but uh, John Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. John oh, no, Harbaugh. Uh, Jim. 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 Jim, Jim Harbaugh. The Ravens. Always confuse that. Jim Harbaugh, you know – Personally, I don't think he's coming back next season. I don't. I don't think there's any shot because he can't beat a ranked opponent. He yeah. just can't beat ranked yeah. opponents. You know, is this is this another one of these games where, you know, obviously he's on the hot seat, but the seat is getting hotter. <laughs> you know, if they don't win this game against Penn State, does does Jim even finish out the season? I think he'll finish out the season, but I it'll probably be the case where he's gone like literally the day after. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing over and over again. He says, you know, we're gonna go far. We're gonna make some noise, and doesn't do anything. You know, it's just it's the same story, and I think. The organization and well, the college and the players themselves are just tired of hearing of it. Yeah, I mean, w- he can't go back to the NFL. I don't think. I think he I think get he could, an NFL he could maybe get like a coordinator job to start and then go back up until yeah. I think he could still. I mean, he was. I think he was very good on the 49ers and he yeah. did a very good job with the them. Only, he definitely has a shot. Yeah, the only reason why he left is because obviously, listen, he's coaching his alma mater, which yeah. he obviously loves. He played quarterback there at Michigan for a long time. On top of the fact that. I don't know exactly what his paycheck was, but oh, I guarantee getting, it was a boatload he, more than any other NFL team would have been, uh, he, would have been willing to he, offer. He's getting paid right now in Michigan. Yeah. Oh, he's getting paid big time. Yeah. So before we end off with this segment, 
Uh, I'm gonna go around the horn. Pick the game you want to watch closely to for the weekend. Uh, Russo, I'm starting with you. I think it's I think it's an obvious one. I uh, the, this Penn State game again against Michigan. You know, a lot riding on the line. I think this this game is at Ann Arbor. This game is at Michigan, so they have home field advantage against a really good team in Penn State. And Penn State, another team who's looking to fight, increasing their wins when it comes to ranked opponents, so they could potentially climb into that top five as they sit right now at uh, number seven in the country. Font. I think it's going to be oh, – I like Oregon-Washington. I want to see because we said – I said Justin Herbert when we were talking about the quarterback. I forgot his name. And then when I saw him, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I want to see how he does. I forgot about him as well. He just, has yeah. that one pick this season, losing their starting tight end, leading receiver. I'm interested to see what he can do. Obviously, the Pac-12, it's like, oh, they're only offense. They don't do any defense. But I want to see what he can do as the season progresses. Maybe even the talks is being like, you know, after Tua, the next quarterback that everyone wants to go after. Mm-hmm. Earhart. I'm going to go with Utah versus Arizona State. To bat a big Pac-12 matchup, obviously Herm Edwards, Arizona State. So that's what I'm going to watch. I like it. And I'm going to go with Michigan and Penn State. Let's see if that seat gets any hotter <laughs> for their head coach. It's a uh, white out in Death Valley, huh? I think yeah. it will. I think it will. I, so think, I think that maybe the fire will be uh, full flames under him. I think that campfire is going to turn into a stove real quick. Yeah. yeah. All right, so on that note, we're going to step aside. You've been listening to Review and Preview here on liuwave.org. No sleep till! Brooklyn! All right, welcome back to Review and Preview, <laughs> folks. My name is James Montefusco, joined alongside Kai Russo, Kyle and Fonz DeFalco. All righty. Um... So that was a very good first half with reviewing NL playoffs, AL playoffs, MLB news, college football, team of the week, etc. So let's actually, speaking of team of the week, let's touch upon our team of the week. Um, all right, who should go first? Russo, you should go first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go with the New York Jets. Uh, you know. A lot of people didn't know what this Dallas team was. You know, they thought it was a fluke, and obviously, and, I'm, and this is no knock against the Jets, but just the way this Jets, especially the corners-wise, corners were just shutting down receivers. They, uh, Dallas could get absolutely nothing going. I get they lost Amari Cooper early in the game. You still have Jason Witten. You still have Michael Gallup. You still have Ezekiel Elliott, and you still lost the game. <laughs> For, to a quarterback who has not played a game since week one, obviously we know the reason why, Mono. And, and, that, and this is a big... This is a big step for this Jets organization because I think there has come into question, especially not knowing the time period in which Sam Darnold was going to come back in, you know, is this the guy? You know, because at one point it was looking like he was going to miss about 8, 10 weeks of the season. You know, if you miss those 8, 10 weeks, that puts you in that top five position in the draft. You know, do they go with a quarterback because Sam Darnold really hasn't proven anything? And this is, in my personal opinion, this is a big step in the right direction, you know. The Jets don't have an offensive line, and they played extremely well and protected Sam Darnold against a good defense. You know, we talk about it all the time. One of the best linebacking tandems in all of football, if not the best, in Leighton Van Esch and Jalen Smith. I mean, the Jets, they played an absolutely beautiful game, and they came out victorious against the Dallas Cowboys. That's my team of the week, New York Jets. I like it. Uh, Fonz. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. They had a very good win against the Cleveland Browns. Russell Wilson playing ama- – I mean, MVP. stop me if you heard this before. MVP. Russell Wilson – had an amazing game. 
295 yards, two touchdowns, and then Chris Carson, 124 yards, a touchdown. Russell Wilson also had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, no doubt playing MVP like this season, definitely the early favorite. I think he hasn't even thrown a pick yet. At no, all. he hasn't. Or, or at least, he no, he hasn't. Yeah, it's a cr- amazing. And even the defense itself, too, with Jadavian Clowney, Ezekiel Ansah, uh, Shaquille Griffin. I mean, the, the Legion of Boom era is kind of done. And obviously, I got Bobby Wagner also. But yeah, they're done, but it's a new era in Seattle. And I'm really excited to see what they can do in the future. Not for this week against the Ravens, but we'll say after that. <laughs> every other week. Yeah, every <laughs> other week besides the Ravens week. <laughs> Russell, I, like I hope it. you throw three picks this week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that pick. Earhart. Uh, I'm going to go outside the box here. And I don't know. The fact that I have to say this is my team of the week is kind of sad. But I want to go with the England national team. And the reason why is they played a game in Bulgaria. And there was a lot of racism thrown towards the black members of the English national team by the fans and they overcame it they still played the game there were a couple stoppages because it got really bad and they wound up winning six nothing so for that that's gonna be my team of the week for overcoming racism so I like it good pick I'm gonna go with uh, let's go with Green Bay Packers five and one going into Oakland nothing wrong with that beating Detroit last week no, not even Detroit. Yeah, they beat Detroit. Yeah, they, they, they are lucky. Yep. They yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's my team of the week. Aaron Rodgers is flying high right now. All right. So let's review our New York Giants. Um, we're probably going to be doing mostly previewing this week's game. Yeah. Uh, since they played last Thursday. We already talked about it. Yeah, we we touched on it. it. So they lost 35-14 thir- to 14 against Brady and... Belichick and the New England Bradys. Yeah, <laughs> the New England Bradys. Um, their defense is just carrying Brady um, yeah. in some aspects. I mean, we could have definitely easily beat them, but well, our defense was out on the field for way too long, as we saw towards the end of the. You game. gave him too much time, Brady. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened. That's it what was happened. a uh, the offensive playing time. It was like a twenty to forty minute ratio, with the Giants only having the offense on the field for twenty minutes in the. Patriots obviously having the offense on the field for 40. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, our special teams, our special team, the New York Giants special teams absolutely beat themselves. I, I mean, mean I mean, if you saw what happened, I mean, I think we've all seen it. But, uh, obviously, if you follow it closely, the Giants, I'm uh, alluding to, they waved Nate Stupar literally the day after. Obviously, we know what happened. The first <laughs> touchdown that the Patriots scored in that game was a nice Riley Dixon punt to the back of the head of Nate Stupar. That was caught by Chase Winovich for a touchdown. And Nate Stupar was uh, released that next day. But, uh, yeah, James, we were talking about it last week. You yeah. know, this was obviously so, a very winnable game. This oh, no, 100% game. it was. I mean, they could have, and it would have been impressive because I think I said it last week, the New England Patriots, when leading at halftime, the New England Patriots at Foxborough are in total combined with postseason. I think they're at 112-2, and two, meaning 112 wins. When leading at halftime at Foxborough and two losses, so um one of those two losses against the Jets in the playoff game, yeah, so um and then ninety six and one, not in the regular season, but uh yeah, absolutely unbelievable. I hate them. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean don't, don't we all sit yeah. at this table? <laughs> um, so let's move on to where they play this Sunday against the Cardinals. Um, at MetLife. Um, we get back some key guys. We get Barkley back. We get Ingram back. 
Uh, Shepard, I believe, is doubtful or no. out already. Yeah, he's out with a concussion. So um, he's finally getting rested up. Tate didn't look terrible. I think getting him more used now to the system, now into the system back, yeah. with um, DJ, Danny Dimes, he will be more... It's a good nickname. I'm not gonna lie. I can't even be mad about it. Danny Dimes is probably the Listen, first. I have my right shirt. There. It's coming. I will wear it next week. Oh my god! The barstool one, the Danny Dimes barstool one. No, I'll, I'll, here I'll show it to you. I'll oh, show it to you. No, it's yeah. a beautiful shirt. <laughs> show us later. It's a beautiful um, shirt. That's what you think. Hey, I haven't even that's seen. That's our it. quarterback. I know. <laughs> All right, so right now the Giants against the Cardinals, um, kind of a must-win, in a, in a sense. I'm trying to pull up some of the stats, but the Wi-Fi um, here isn't working. I mean, yeah, it definitely is a must-win for the Giants, and it's a very winnable game, too. I mean, this Cardinals team is playing really well. They're on a two-game winning streak. Kyle Murray looks impressive. Yeah. A lot better than uh, I thought right yeah. away. Yeah, he looks he looks really impressive in the Clinsbury offense. Cause that's a big risk they took, you know, drafting two first-round quarterbacks, basically, in back-to-back years. But uh, it seems to be working right now for Arizona, and I think a lot of people are counting out Arizona in this game. A lot of people are picking the Giants, but I, I wouldn't necessarily pick the Giants to win this game. I don't. Uh, there's something telling me that they're not going to win this game. There's something deep down inside me telling me that they're not going to win this game. But I, I just don't see how you can't win this game because it's not. If you look at the, if you're watching these Cardinal games, which we're probably not, obviously getting deep into it, watching every single game, they're losing games not because of their offense, but because of their defense. You know, Larry Fitzgerald is still playing like he's 25 years old, not 35 years old. They still got Christian Kirk. They still got David Johnson, who's one of the best backs in the league. Yep. Their offensive line is fine. And Kyler Murray is probably one of the best scrambling quarterbacks in the league, and he's only a rookie. That is, so he gets yep. yards with his feet. But, again, the offense is not the problem. It's the defense. So well, I'm hoping that Daniel Jones is able to get something going for this offense, even without Sterling Shepard. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the defense. Yep. Because the Cardinals' defense is ranked 30th. The, Giant, the Giants is ranked 29th. <laughs> and Listen, and, they didn't play like the 29th-ranked defense in the NFL against the New England Patriots. Yeah, but that's a New England Patriots team yeah. that is horrible offensively. That's true. You played down – well, listen, you played down to your opponent. Right? I know, I know. And, I, and I'm not blaming the, – the Giants did play great uh, defensively that game. But the thing I did see is that – the Cardinals are last in the NFL against the tight end. So I'm expecting Evan Ingram to have a big day. If he could stay healthy. If he could stay that's healthy. That's the one problem. Yeah. You know, that's the, the problem. Too. I mean, yeah. he's he's every single year he inches and inches closer when he's healthy to that top three tight end in the league. Potential to be a top Potential. tight end, yeah. yeah. And even though I still think he's a receiver, built like a receiver, obviously, the way he's athletic and everything. But it's I, – I, I, me personally, he's just got to stay healthy. He's just got. He's just never been healthy. He's had knee problems, ankle problems, shoulder problems. He's just never been healthy. Do you, do you? I have a question. Do you guys think they're rushing Saquon back a little bit? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, why? Why? Because now they have a shot to win. Do they though? I think, if you think about it, I legitimately realistically, think, I legitimately think that if Dallas, let's say, was for real, and they were five and one and not three and three like they are, and if the Eagles. Uh, didn't lead the league in drop passes. You know that's ob- that's like two losses right there alone. And Carson Wentz was playing up to that MVP candidate level. I don't think there would be any rush because you're not you're not competing in the division because it's already hard enough to compete when you got one guy leading the division, let alone two teams leading the division. But now that again, like we said, 
if if Dallas wins this game, no, if uh, if the Eagles yeah. win this game, Giants moving up into that second spot if they win it's on Giants Sunday. Win, yeah. yeah, they move up into that second spot. The only thing is with rushing Barkley back is that he says he's good to go. Yeah. But also they don't have a talented running back be- behind Barkley. Yeah, and I mean, Dolman, Dolman got hurt. He has a concussion as well. And I mean, and then he got pulled out of that game after having a massive game against uh, the Redskins. Yeah. yeah, the Redskins, I believe, was. Penny stinks. Yeah. Penny stinks. Hate that guy. Uh, Hilleman. John Hilleman. After he, he was okay. He was okay. He, he got cut, stats. right? He was so okay. He got cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he, but he actually did run the ball decently well. He fumbled the twice in two starts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he had he had like 50, 60 yards against the Pats, I don't which care. is pretty impressive against that Pats defense. I'll take my uh, Saquon's Barkley back. I'll so take that if back. We had a stronger running back behind Saquon. Oh yeah. If you I, had, I don't think Saquon would be coming back this week. No. If you had Stewart to give you, I don't know why you guys didn't re- resign Stewart, Jonathan Stewart. I think he retired. He retired. Oh, did he, did he retire? He, he okay. retired. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really. Do, did he do that much? Like, yeah, but at least no, he did nothing. He'd, he'd, be yeah. he'd be decent back. He'd be decent back. I think they did what they could to. They didn't really bring him back because Saquon wanted to come back for the Patriots game. I think even the week before, so they yeah. did what they could to yep. just like, yeah. all right, hold on for a little, wait, rest a little bit more. But but to, yeah, but to answer your question, they definitely rushed him back. I mean, like you said, if they had somebody, you know. Alvin Kamara's out this week for the Saints, right? They yeah. got a nice Latavius Murray to put in there. Yeah. Chris Thompson's out this week. They got Adrian Peterson for the Redskins. Yeah. If they had something like that, I don't think Saquon Barkley would be coming back, not for another one, but probably two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens this weekend with the New York Giants. Um, it, it, uh, This game also depends on where they sit because Dallas and Eagles face each other. So like what Russo was talking about earlier is that if – Eagles win, Giants gets. Yeah, if the if the Eagles win, Giants get two. Dallas yeah. goes to three. The Giants win. Yep. But I think Dallas might <coughs> still have that tiebreaker in division play. Yeah. We're not going to worry about that still at early. the moment. Um. So let's pick this game. Fonz, I'm going to start with you. Um. I said I think Cardinals are going to win this game. I'm going to go. I, it'll. I think it's going to be a close one. I mean, the Cardinals have been playing close games a lot. I'm going to say 24-21. I think it'll be a competitive close game to the end. Okay. Earhart? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because these defenses are both trash. So I'm going to say 31-28. A little higher of a scoring game. And who you got winning? Oh, Cardinals. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, Russo? What about the Giants? And I'm going to say it's going to be 28 28- to 21. I see a lot of scrambling. Kyler Murray taking uh, Kyler Murray taking advantage of the fact the Giants have absolutely no linebackers to catch him, <laughs> no safeties to catch him. So, uh, but I still think the Giants could come out victorious, 28 to 21. Is this the second time you've picked the Giants to win this year? But they've won both times. Jeez, wow! From a guy at the beginning of the year who said they're going 0 and 16, <laughs> he picks them twice. That was when Eli Manning was there. <laughs> That's all. Now, if Eli thing. was in the scores, I think it would be a lot different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we'd beat the Pats. Nah. No, I was like, <laughs> I mean, okay, he has done it twice. So. Um, I'm going to go Giants 21-17. Um, we're going to step aside for a quick break. You're listening to Review and Freeview here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. Good 
evening, and welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, James Matafusco. All right, Giants are done. Let's go on to the Jets, where they had... Um, they won a game. <laughs> Woo-wee! They won a game. I against... you guys. <laughs> you the... Come you on. All. I can't say that, but uh, you can say that on. to me. You uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I see what you did there. If you guys see what I did there, I added that, a few extra, that an extra L. extra L for loss? Yes. All right. Three extra I get it, because there's three loss. losses for yes. the Dallas Cowboys this So season. the more losses Ooh. they get, the more Dallas... The, the more the L's, L's you'll get. Yeah, exactly. All right. Jets win 24-22 against the Cowboys. Um, they got their quarterback back from Mono, and I believe I saw today he also has strep throat in that mix Yes, as he well. did. He did. Dude, he has strep No, no, he did. He did. No, yeah. I thought he said he got some. like, oh, no. no. <laughs> he did. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> um, Earhart, since it's your Jets, why don't you recap uh, the win against Dallas Cowboys? I mean, this was a great team win, you know. From the beginning of the week, we all thought uh, Darnold might not play. Luke Falk's probably starting again. I wanted to shoot myself. But uh, (laughs) it's just – it's actually insane how uh, Sam Darnold can just – he lifted up the team. The moment on Friday afternoon when we found out Sam Darnold was playing, I I think the team just was like – they turned into like a different football team. They like their energies were high. They just put. They actually played like a football team on Sunday. Like I, I, I sat there like, <laughs> I sat there when the Jets scored a touchdown in the first drive of the game. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what happened. I, I'll be honest with you. Like, this team looks so dead the last three or four weeks, and the fact they came out on Sunday and looked like a football team against an okay defense too. And they actually shut down for the first half one of the most high-powered offenses in the NFL. I know they were missing Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and two offensive linemen. But the Jets' defense played amazing on Sunday. And they hit Dallas. uh, They hit Prescott so many times. I know most of them weren't sacks, but they hit him. And, yeah, Dak Prescott's the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Now that's true. Yeah. Now after Sunday's after Sunday's loss debacle, but I again even to a point I don't know, I really don't know. Like it's hard to like you listed off all those injuries, right? Kyle for the Dallas Cowboys, yep. right? That's like that's a lot. Those all like every single one of those guys you just listed, well Gallup excluding, is a Pro Bowler. Tyron Smith, uh, who else were they missing at offensive Randall line? Cobb. Lo, lo, uh, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb has been. The other tackle. The other tackle who just got a big contract this past offseason. Randall Cobb is with Green Bay. He was a pro bowler. And Amari Cooper as well. I mean, that's like major keys. And I'm not, again, not to take anything away from this Jets win because I think I'm happy for Jets fans. I'm happy that I think they got a legitimate, not a legitimate team, but a legitimate group of guys that want to win, that that care. Like, out of all things, and Kyle, you could expand on this a little bit. You know, when all things went south, my personal opinion was Le'Veon Bell would have been one of those guys barking at the door, you know, trade me, get me off this team. He's been the exact but opposite. He's, but he's been the exact opposite. Yep. He's been like a picture of a perfect teammate, yep. of what, yep. exactly what you want in a person. You want a guy, you know, put your head back on your shoulders, pick your head up, don't keep on looking down, don't be down. Each game is a new week to succeed, and that's exactly what happened. You know, you got your quarterback back, you know, Potentially uh, didn't get into it yet, but potentially getting C.J. Mosley back this week as well. Yes. Maybe 
I mean, that's just what you guys just – it's just health. Yeah. It's and, really health. Yeah, this is a – and if you look at it, I think the Jets are ranked, what, 12th in defense or top 15 in defense? I think it's something and, like that. And yeah. they've missed C.J. Mosley, who is definitely their best defensive player. Yeah, without a doubt. And the fact they're getting him back probably this week, the linebacker, he's basically their play caller, is it huge against a, a Patriots offense that has looked not good between the first, you know, five, six games. So – I think that's important, but the stats on Darnold was 23 of 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns, that big 93-yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson. Robbie yeah. Anderson. But the the key play of the game was getting that fourth and goal stop by the Cowboys when they tried to run seek twice and Jets stopped them. Then the next play was uh, Robbie Anderson, 93 yards. Was that the longest play yeah, that was since? The, no, that was the longest play, play in, in the NFL, I think, yeah, so far. Yeah. Yep. That's been the longest uh, NFL touchdown so far. Robbie uh, helped my fantasy team. Yeah. Bless up. Bless up. Nice. Yep. Um, Jets all around look pretty good. Yep. Um, I think, like Kai was uh, saying earlier, getting Darnold back was a big blossom for this team, um, especially for the fans and for the team itself. Getting your quarterback back, he's feeling good. He, I believe he had a special... Um, Protect, protector. Yes. Yeah, he did he, have a. He, what I, is it? I, I think from what I read, he had forty pounds of pads on. Jesus. No way. Yeah. No. Forty pounds. Yeah. Of pads? Yeah. That's from like from what quarter, I read, that's like more than a quarter of his body. Yeah. Weight. No. And and he, he he still ended up. There was a couple times where he like eluded like pressure in the pocket, and he was making these ridiculous throws. And this is like for me personally, I've never been sold on Sam Darnold. I still am not sold on Sam Darnold yet. But uh, he very he impressed me on Sunday. But I I really want to see what he does against this Patriots team. I want to see how this Jets team comes out on Monday night against this Patriots team. That's the, that's the thing I, I'm looking forward to. And they have home field. So yes. they didn't have to travel. They don't have to go to Foxborough. Obviously, they played them early in the season. But you know, this is another game. Now, I mean, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But I, I don't Adams. know what to. Jamal oh, well, yeah, well, Jamal. I didn't say that. That play on the two-point conversion with Jamal Adams rushing the quarterback was perfect. Yeah, he. I, I think he's the best safety in the NFL. I I think it's close, but I do think he's the best safety. Definitely he one of, he he yeah. tackles well. He he made Jason Witten his like the the B word basically <laughs> all day. So I I think Jamal Adams is a heck of a player. No, he's definitely a in my, in my personal opinion, he's definitely top five safety in all of football. But um, on top of that, you know, Kyle, from a standpoint of health, you know, obviously you lose Osemele, who yep. is your starting, uh, I believe he's your right guard, I want to say? Yeah. You're starting right guard, so you lose an offensive line, a uh, piece of your offensive line that was already abysmal. Now, with the question of health, you're getting guys back like C.J. Mosley, you get Sam Darnold back. The first six games of this Jets season, you know, going into the season, there's a potential to go on six. In my personal opinion, I don't know how you felt about that. But now that you got got guys healthy, the second half of the season, the rest of the season is not too bad. What do you expect from this team if they are healthy? I actually expect them to go like one and five. So I actually thought they were going to beat the Bills. That, that, that was my only victory and maybe beat the Cowboys. Yeah. So I guess they beat the Cowboys. But if they win this week, like let's say, you know, I'm not saying they're going to, but if, if they end up going two and four going into their next six games – which is they have the Redskins, they have the Dolphins twice, they have Oakland, who's an okay team now. After after New England, they, they have go the Steelers. To they go to Jacksonville, which is winnable. That's a then winnable game. At Miami, 
then at the Giants, which is at MetLife. That's a big game. Uh, then you go to Washington. You go to uh, you play Oakland at home. You play at Cincinnati. Yep. Then you're home against Miami. You go to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Then you're against Pittsburgh, who by who, that who time knows? might have a seven-string quarterback. And then you play at Bills Mafia for the last game of the season. Which I mean, it, it's going to take a lot, right? I mean, I feel like if you're going to get to the playoffs, like Fonz knows, you're going to have to go nine and seven. Yeah. I want Baltimore probably win the division. Yeah. And uh, maybe the Steelers get a wild card. I mean, I'm not sure at this point with the Steelers. Uh, I'm not I think sure. it would, we'll, we'll talk about that a little. I yeah. think my personal. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to predict it for the Jets, right? So if we're yeah. thinking about two wild cards. Maybe the Bills. Maybe I'm trying to think. The South would it be? Not not the Titans. Well, the, the South Colts, could actually the be Colts. a lot. The South could be Jacksonville, Colts, uh, Texans. I don't know about Jacksonville. But you know about Jacksonville? It'd definitely be more Texans, Colts. I think in yeah. the top yeah. two yeah. fighting for it. And then out west, you have the Chiefs and that's it. The Chargers stink. That's yeah, a lot of Chargers. But yeah, they but, were a wild card team in my opinion. But they so I I, I don't know. I mean, does the Jets still have a shot at a wild card? I don't know. I mean, probably not. I'm not going to get my hopes up. What's your What's your goal? What would you be settled with? What would you be happy with? I'd be settled with an eight and eight. And I mean, anything above eight and eight would be would be good, I guess. But. I don't see this team going eight and eight because you know all those games you rattled off. They're still the Jets at the end of the day. I've seen the Jets lose to the Dolphins <laughs> like a, a bunch of times. These last year, the two years ago when they had to make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> um, I do not see this Jets team going eight and eight. Six wins would be cool, but I don't know. But. Well, we'll see what happens Sunday night with the Jets. Uh, yeah, um, it's a big game. It's a big, big game. game. Division game, Sunday night, prime time. Um, hopefully the Jets show up like they did against Dallas. Um, just to recap some of Dallas's game, Prescott went 28 <coughs> of 40 with 277 yards. Had one rushing touchdown. Elliott went 105 yards with a rushing touchdown. I mean, I mean... They lost. Dallas wasn't the best. Um, their head coach, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. He was clapping a lot, but yep. no, none of his teammates were giving him high fives as they were walking off that field. Yep. Because it's hot a, seat. It's a, no. It's not a hot no. seat. I, my personal opinion should be anybody that is under Jerry Jones's wing is never on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Should be. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah, other owner. Yeah. I but, mean. There's there's realistically an uh, an argument that if Tony Romo wasn't if he came back fully healthy and didn't retire, Jerry Jones was putting Romo on and taking Prescott out even when Prescott was arguably like the the quarterback that was going to be the face of the NFL. Remember the thirteen three season that he had yeah. when Romo was out, he 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 was still going to put Romo in because because yeah. just the connection and ties that he has to people. Yeah, and you look at also um, uh, what's the coordinator's name? Scott Linehan, I believe his yeah. name is, the offensive coordinator. He was the coordinator for, like, I believe five, six years of garbage offensive years play Years past when they, she should have been, like, when, let go. I mean, and this is the years when they had prime Jason Witten, prime Tony Romo, solid young offensive line, DeMarcus, uh, DeMar- DeMarcus Murray. Am I DeMarco that? Murray. Yeah, DeMarco, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. Des Bryant. Bryan, I mean, we all remember that Green Bay catch. Des Bryant, was yeah. it a catch? Was it not a And they could never get over the hump because of the offensive play calling. But uh, to answer your question, James, I, I don't see anybody. I mean, Jason Garrett, if he's been all, if he's been around for this long, you know, and he didn't get fired two, three, even last season, you know, I don't see him ever 
being fired. I really don't. Hey, I kind of disagree. I, I so think, do I. I think you think this is the final breaking point. Yeah, I think if they don't make playoffs this season, that he's gone. I feel like if if they don't win a round, I mean, if they do make playoffs, but like obviously <laughs> he's gone. But I I think if, if they don't even win a round, because yep. I I just don't see how Jerry Jones could put up with losing and not being a Super Bowl contender when when you look at the team on paper, it's very talented. Their offense is talented. That's why they're the best offense right now. And if Jerry Jones can't get the best out of that team, I mean, nobody will. Yeah. Uh, no, what do you mean? I think I think a better coach would. Oh, 100%. a better coach, but yeah, like, yeah. But if if that's Jerry Jones's mindset, you know, that's the coach I want to stick with. I don't think it'll ever kind of live up to that full potential that it really does have. Well, Dallas has their hands full um, between the Eagles this weekend, paying Dak Prescott whatever Dak is offering or is on the table. Yeah, and then uh, Jason, uh, their coach. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, see if he's on the hot seat or not. Um, let's go back to the Jets just to finish off with them. Let's pick this game against New England at MetLife. Um, Want to go last. All right. Fonz, we'll start with you. Uh, I I mean, as much as I would like to see the Jets win, you know what they're <laughs> doing. I'm Patriots 35. I'm going to give the Jets 21. 35-21. Right. Russo. Don't even cover. Yikes. Uh <laughs> I see a, I see another twenty-eight to twenty-one. I see another twenty-eight to twenty-one. Who? Patriots. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. My bad. 28, 20, 21, Somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the Jets. I'm gonna do. They play them always tight. Twenty-one, seventeen. I like it. Earhart. So I've been flirting around this all day. And I've talked myself into, and I don't want to do this, I've talked myself picking the Jets. And I do think they're going to win 21-17. You know, I wasn't going to do it, but I guess I have to. You you did it. Like you told me, you got to have confidence. I know, I do have confidence, especially if Mosley plays. I think they do have a shot. So on that note, let's move on to review and preview the NFL games. All right. Um, so, probably the biggest thing around this week, Jalen Ramsey is traded to the Rams from the Jaguars. The, the Jaguars will receive two first-round picks, one in 2020 and the other in 2021. So, it's going to be definitely a tough drafting yeah. Period in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a for the Rams. It's like we need to win now. Yeah, from look because they're they're gonna have to pay him. But look who they already have to. They're already paying Jared Goff, yeah. yep. Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Andrew Whitworth, who I mean, Robbie Woods. Robbie Woods. They're gonna have to pay him big. I think. I don't they're know already paying him. They're big. already paying him. They're gonna yeah. Cooper Cup is gonna be a free agent. They're gonna have to pay huge. him big time. Yep. They already re-signed Tyler Higby to a big deal. Big deal for a I tight know, end. I don't know if you said Aaron Donald. But Aaron, yeah, no. Then the defensive side, Aaron Donald, Akeem Talib, Akeem Talib. Well, yeah, he's on IR, but they're gonna maybe maybe want to pay him. And then I don't even know who else they have, but that's pretty much it as far as guys. They're already paying enough, and then they're yeah. gonna pay Jalen Ramsey a lot. They're not gonna have any money to pay, uh, pay anybody. And how do you do that? Replace it draft picks. They yeah. don't have draft picks. I need now. lost draft picks. So they're gonna they're like we're winning now or nothing. And they also give up a fourth round pick in twenty twenty one. So, either it's win within this season or next season, 
No, not even next season because well, Jalen Ramsey is a free agent. That's yeah. right. They're, so, they're going to do whatever they can to try to yeah. give him the money right there. So when within this season or walk into a new stadium and not have draft picks. Yeah, I mean, this is the – assuming that they don't trade up again, they haven't had a first-round pick. I think in five years, right? Yeah, it's going to be from 2017 to 2021. They haven't had a first-round pick. Yeah, the last I first. feel like this move is so desperate from the L.A. Rams. Yeah. This is, like, for a team that's – I mean, let's be real. It's not very good. I think they're the third best team in the division. I think they're behind Seattle and yeah. definitely behind San Francisco, yeah, obviously. Is. I feel like this is a desperate move for a desperate team that I feel like shouldn't have made this move, honestly. No. I feel like this move was perfect if it was at the beginning of the season when all the heat was starting to build up with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. But you just lost three straight games. You're in a division like we were talking about, how the Giants are kind of that third team below yeah. the Cowboys and the Eagles. Rams are that third team, even though they went to the Super Bowl. They're that yeah. third team now below – Seahawks five and one, Russell Wilson potential MVP, and the 49ers who are six and oh, yep, it's yeah. absolutely crazy. Boy, Jared Goff needs to get. Well, Jared, Jared Goff mean, got paid too. Yeah, well, he got paid. He ain't playing like he gets paid. Yeah, believe me, I've been on fantasy, and he's, some weeks it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? The Ramsey thing too. I mean, they gotta hope that he wants to stay. I mean, he's twenty four. He's a young corner. He's I think you want. want the I think money. you want to stay. But it's going to be a lot because look at the old, I'm looking at the older corners like Josh Norman. He's still one of the highest paid corners, like up there in the highest paid corners. Yeah. What is he? I think he's like at uh, I think he's at 16. Yeah, but like he's up like there in yeah. age, and Jalen's looking like I should get way more than that because I think personally Ramsey's one of the top corners in the league, and at 24 he's going to be that way for a while. Yeah, I mean so, you heard you heard what he said, right? He came to the Rams. The first thing he said at the press conference. They traded for the number one cornerback in all the football. Yeah. They're going to get the number one cornerback in all the football. Yeah, I, I actually think this Rams team also misses Todd Gurley because they don't have the Todd yeah. Gurley they had last year. Well, yeah. two and years then, ago. Yeah, and, exactly. And if they don't have him, they ain't going nowhere because he's, he's a difference maker on this team. Well, that that was it. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but over the uh, offseason, when it got released after the Super Bowl, obviously, uh, a couple months later, you know, Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knee. You know, I mean – even if you don't know what that is, for a running back to have something wrong with his knees is never no. something good, especially when you just paid him and he's he as young had as he is. problems in college, too. Yeah. yeah. He tore his ACL in college, right, at Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. So then Marcus Peters traded to the Ravens. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a good move. That's I like a good it a move. Lot. Finds uh, for what? Uh, let's see here. What uh, It was uh, for Kenny Young, a uh, young, no pun intended, young linebacker who at the beginning of the year I was high on but fell out of the rotation. So they got rid of him and I believe for a fourth-round pick also, I believe. And, yeah, just straight up for Marcus Peters. They don't give him any picks or anything. Yeah. I like the move a lot. I did like Marcus Peters on the Chiefs because they did a man coverage, and mm-hmm. that's what he excels in, even back to his days at Washington. The Rams, they don't do man coverage. They kind of do more like a zone shadowing uh, receivers here and there. Mm-hmm. Marcus Peters thrives in man coverage, a lockdown corner. The Ravens do that. Him, Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith, that's a very good trio of cornerbacks right there. And then you got Earl Thomas in the in the back. Safety. Obviously, yeah. Tony Jefferson, that hurts with the torn ACL, but I think they're very fine. That definitely boosts their secondary, and it's been a problem because Jimmy Smith is good, but he also can't stay healthy. Give him a limited role, it'll be a lot better. Now, now two questions real quick, Fonz. Uh, one, I don't believe Marcus Peters is on a contract. I believe he's also a free agent after he's this He's a free, season. yeah. yeah. Now, 
noting that the Ravens have let go of key defensive pieces in the past and didn't want to pay, do you worry about that potentially? Oh, yeah, they've done it before. Even after I mean, Zedarius Smith. Zedarius I mean, Smith was one. C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley. Uh, even go back to the Super Bowl years, Paul Kruger. Yeah. Uh, Danelle Ellerby. It, it's a it's a common trend that um, at the time, Ozzie News and no Eric DaCosta, they don't pay defensive players. Like at the, They always like go to the draft again. If Marcus Peters does very well, he has an eight-game tryout or uh, nine-game tryout, I think they should sign him and because that's something that the Ravens always struggled with is with corners. They never really had a consistent corner. Now they have one in Marlon Humphrey. They got a second one in Marcus Peters now. Jimmy Smith has always been – I like him, but he's always kind of been up and down and injury-prone a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they need to sign him, but it's also a trend in the back of my mind where, yeah, there's at times where they just let go of, like, rage at their prime. Yeah. C.J. Mosley, example number one. Yeah. And also, Fonz, are you worried about this defense? Because this defense obviously is supposed to be one of the best in the league, yeah. and they've looked at anything but the first half of the season. And concerning the second half of the season, they play Pats, they play the Texans, they play the yeah. Rams, they play the 49ers. Are you worried about this team, you know, not maybe struggling a little bit? Yeah, no, I am I think that Marcus Peter trade helps in the secondary, so I'm not really as worried about that. I'm more concerned about, like, the pass rushing and the linebacking core. Uh, Michael Pierce, a defensive tackle, really has been – I thought was high on, but he's been – struggling a lot uh, I think it was conditioning issues they think John Harbaugh even eventually kicked him out of practice because he wasn't <laughs> like in shape or whatever and just was not uh, paying attention but yeah Zadarius Smith I miss him a lot he was very good for them and now probably one of the better players on the Packers defense oh he's like the best but yeah that's the one thing I'm definitely concerned especially when you're playing the like Texans uh, Patriots and uh, Seahawks like offensive you know teams and high-powered offenses so yeah the pass rushing I'm concerned with and even like the run stoppage but the secondary, I'm, I'm good with for now. So that, that takes care of one. Mm-hmm. Now we got to focus on what happens in the front seven. Yep. yep. All right. So uh, let's move on. Mahomes couldn't miss up to six weeks with his knee injury. I thought it was. That, I thought it was. I thought it was, I thought it was done. I thought it was that done. Was like, oh. right out. I think yeah, his patella, his knee. They, I think they literally kneecap. said his kneecap yeah. literally got dislocated. Yeah. If, put, if if it was a dislocated knee, he. He probably would have done with his career because yeah. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. had a dislocated knee, and he's not the same quarterback anymore. No, no. no. definitely not. Would have so been Mahomes escaped with a minimal injury to mm-hmm. say he'll miss six weeks. They did go on to win last night, thirty to six against the Broncos. Joe Flacco did not look good. The Broncos defense did not look as dominant as the week prior. Um, so Mahomes will miss some time. Chiefs, I think, will be okay. For now. For now. I mean, Matt Moore is your start, which I, I found out yesterday he was a Kansas City Chief. I didn't know. And that's... Yeah, I didn't know either. I thought after that Pittsburgh hit when he was playing for Miami, I thought he was done. I thought he was still in Miami. Low-key. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had no idea. But that's a, I get what you're saying, but I am still a little concerned because, I mean, now who you have on offense? Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Yeah. And you don't and you don't have that dominant running back factor anymore. Yeah, their their running game has been non-existent. Yeah, yeah. I thought Lashawn McCoy was gonna. I think we even said too, Lashawn McCoy would yeah. make that running game like, like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah. But it, and he kind of has been that number one guy over Damien Williams as the yeah. Person. Oh no, definitely. But he's not. But it's not obviously. the like back then Kareem Hunt yeah. like that yeah. big factor on the running game. Yeah. All right, so guys, now do we? Is there any team right now that could really challenge the Patriots? In the AFC? Looking nope. at it right now. Nope. Looking at no, it right not, now. I'm not doing it. <laughs> looking at it right now. I think the only team with a legitimate chance. Maybe the Texans? 
I don't. I still don't trust that it's, line. It's so I still hard don't trust for me to just, trust Deshaun Watson. I don't even trust. I, no, no, no. It's I, hard for me to trust Deshaun. No, Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's very he's good. So, I think it's that line that's really messing messing him up right now. He's so incons- It's so hard for me. You put up fifty three points on the Falcons, right? Terrible defense. But then you lose to Carolina at home. Yeah, but Carolina's to proven to be a good team, though. Carolina's a, a good defense. To a quarterback who's only in his third career start, and he won the game without even throwing a touchdown. So it's it's very difficult the for Carolina's me. Carolina's defense is different than Atlanta's defense. I would have said the Colts, actually. I would say the Colts. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I know I wasn't that high on Jacoby Brissett. I'm still not. But that defense is so good. Marlon Mack. Really huge step. I know there was talks of Le'Veon Bell potentially joining the Colts. They, didn't they have that number don't one back. need him because they, they have Marlon that number Mack. one back. They have that number one back. So I don't listen. At the end of the day, Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. It's happening. They're going to win the Super most Bowl. I'm not doing it. I do it every year, and I doubt them, and I'm not doing it this no, time. No, no. Listen, now it's happening. Now it's going to happen. But and then uh, last question is: or we were talking about it earlier. Who who do you guys see getting that wild card spot? Because I'm like thinking about it in my head. There's there's not really a team I can think of that who could really. Going to take that wild card spot. I think it's maybe le- the Bills. I think it's legitimately going to be the Bills. I think, and I think it's going to be. Do, the, you, do you think the Browns think turn around their the season? You, you think because so? the Bra- If you, I, I know you're shaking your head now. Not look anymore. at that. Look at that final seven games right now. Look at the final seven games of the season. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up now. The final seven games of the season might be the easiest schedule. It, Easier like, than the Jets. They're they're hand me wins. Yeah, but this Browns team has looked awful in the beginning. Listen, you could play awful against these teams. You probably still pull out a win. I'm not saying they're going to do anything in the playoffs, I mean, but I think they could pull out a. They have to play the Bengals twice. I know that they play Bengals twice. They're on a they're on a bye obviously this week. So it's uh, Patriots after that. Uh, go to Denver, home to the Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers again, Bengals, Cardinals, Ravens, and end the season at the Bengals. That's what I'm talking about. You might I I can see where you're going with that, but if I'm picking the two wild card, it's. The Bills, who mm. I'm really high on now. They're yeah. very good. Yeah. And one of the AFC South teams yeah, between Colts, and Texans, Colts yeah. or Texans for me, if, like, say, Colts win Texans get the wild card. It's yeah. one of those. So those are my two wild card picks right now. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got Alvin Kamara out for the Saints. Thank you for ruining my fantasy team. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Looks like you aren't going to get blessed up this weekend, Russo. I'm going to lose to an own 16. <laughs> Yikes. That's that's embarrassing. Football. Shout out to the the own 16 that's going to be Russo. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the power ranks is Patriots 1, Saints 2, 49ers are 3rd, Seahawks are 4th, 5th is Green Bay, 6th is Kansas City, 7th is Texans, 8th Bills, your Ravens come in nine. Vikings Woo. come in tenth. Um, biggest games of last week um, really was, in my opinion, where is it? It was the. I think the biggest games was probably. I think the biggest game was probably that Green Bay Detroit game. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I think yeah. We have to talk about that. Yeah. That, Kyle, you want to start us off? Oh Just my God. Through? I don't know if you guys saw, but that officiating was oh, was probably the one of the worst officiating. I, I think the replacement refs probably could have done a better job than I, what that game was. Oh, don't do that! Oh, job. don't do that replacement. <laughs> I remember that from that Packers yeah, game. Right? I'm never. I will never say that replacement refs gonna rely on again. No, but but that was. I mean, they literally gave the Packers the game. I, I thought the Lions got cheated again. Men on the field for one of them. But did you? It was that's who it was David Bakhtiari. I forgot the defensive lineman that it happened against. He had, like, back-to-back face mask calls where David Bakhtiari was grabbing the face mask of the defender 
Yet for some reason they called the face mask on the defender, and then gave penalty yards to the backers, in which they then scored. It went, and he didn't even touch the face mask. He, he, didn't even touch he, he was touching like That's the, it was. the upper it was of the Trey, jersey. It was Trey Flowers, I think it was. It was Trey Flowers. And it it happened twice. Yeah, it happened twice. It was unbelievable. It, yeah. And one was on a fourth down. Yes. Which would would have won the Lions the game if they didn't yep. that penalty didn't happen. But the Lions, I know we're looking at these power ranks. I know they might not have the wins to prove it, but the Lions are legit. Yeah. They're legit. I mean, granted a beautiful lateral play by Travis Kelsey against Detroit a couple weeks ago, they would have won that game. Should have won this game. I don't know what that put I think that puts them at like five one and one if they win those two games. Uh, even the Cardinal game that they, they were up. In that game, and, and they, they wanted they it tying. Yeah, and so who do you guys think is going to win the NFC North? Then is it the Lions? Is it the Bears? Is it the Vikings who are playing really well at the moment? I think it's Green Bay. You I think it's Green I Bay? Still, I don't think there's a debate. I, I think, still think it's Green. I, I think I still think it's Green Bay. I, I, I think it is a debate. I I, I, really, I like the Vikings right now. I just like how they're playing. Their defense has been really really good. I, I think just, I can't trust Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins looked very good the last two or three games. He played He's got Giants. Stephon Diggs back, but he got Stephon and, Diggs back, which is key. And after getting called out by his team, he stepped up. I and mean, listen, he's Dalvin gonna... Cook's a good, a great running back. Yeah, he is. He just got to stay healthy. And I think with the Bears missing Trubitsky, not like that really matters, but I, I feel like the Bears are going to come last in the division. So, um, a big game on my end, the Broncos against the Titans. Um that defense was phenomenal. Of course you say that. The gentleman sitting next to me, well, I went into work <laughs> expecting the L. I get a text mid, mid halfway through my shift, and it's like the Broncos' defense is like 60 points up. So I also had three players that had zero points. So, But James ended up like overcoming the odds. He had, like I think, one point a day, 12% chance to win. Yeah. And the Broncos scored 70 points because the Titans' offense is worse than my backyard football offense that I used to create in backyard football back in the day. So bad that Ryan Tannehill I forgot to put it on here. Ryan Tannehill is getting the start over Marcus Mariota this week. <laughs> Gosh. What are the Titans, man? I don't get this team <laughs> so, at all. So uh, to run down this week's games, we got the Dolphins and the Bills. That should be garbage. Yep. I can't believe the Bills are a 16-point favorite, by the way. There's no way the Bills should be a 16-point favorite. You're playing the Dolphins. Yeah, but the Bills' offense isn't, you know, to write home about. I don't even – I can't even name a receiver. Uh, John Brown, that's it. That's I can't. what I'm saying. They traded away Zay Jones. I don't know. How, how are they a 16-point whatever? Um, Defense, then we got the baby. Jaguars and the Bengals, Vikings, Lions, uh, Packers and Raiders, Rams and Falcons. Uh, maybe the Rams will get back on track. Who knows? Texans, Colts, 49ers, Redskins. 49ers is probably going to keep their winning ways. Cardinals, Giants, which we talked about earlier. We'll see. Uh, the 405 game is Chargers and Titans. 425 is Saints and Bears. That should be a very good game. Um, again, a 425. Ravens <coughs> and Seahawks. That, that also should be a very good game. I'm watching that game. Right um, Eagles, Cowboys. 820 game um, on NBC, and then we got the Pats and the Jets Monday night at 815. Um, so it looks like the second half of Sunday gets better in games, in my opinion. Um, Alright, so our our normal uh, weekly thing is when we get to pick all these games, and since Fonz 
was the loser of last week. I honor you with your helmet to yep. wear during yeah. this segment. I gotta wear them during the segment. Um, Give me a second to put it on. No problem. <laughs> so what we're gonna do, Fonz is gonna read it off, and then he's just gonna throw it to Earhart on what he thinks. Look at that. He's easy. I gotta buckle him and get his straps on too. Boom! Right there. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so Fonz, why don't you uh, lead this off? All right, with well, with the picks here, let's just start from yesterday's game. The Chiefs, Broncos. We all got the sweep there with the Chiefs. I am actually winning though because I said they're the lock, so we're good with that one. Uh, next game up here, Rams at Falcons. We all want a clean sweep with the Rams here. Yes, uh, who do you guys so I'm going to pick with the Rams. All right, you agree with us there? Uh, Miami at Buffalo. I think we can. I'm not picking the Dolphins. Never picking the Dolphins ever again. I'm going to go with the Bills clean sweep. I don't even touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah going to go with the Bills. That. Uh, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. We all sw- we all swept here, saying the Jaguars. What yes, do you got there? I'm going to go with the Jaguars. All right, uh, this one split here. Lion. Oh no, Vikings at Lions. Excuse me. It's a split here. Me and Kyle say the Lions. James and Tom say the Vikings. Earhart, who do you say? I'm going to be deciding vote. I'm yeah, going to go with the, the Lions. The tiebreaker. Oh, the Lions. Oh, oh, good right. pick there. I'm going to go with Russo. <laughs> uh, Oakland at Green Bay. We swept here again uh, with the Packers. I want to go with Oakland. Oh. Like Oakland? Oakland, Ooh. the Cinderella story of the season. Let's yeah. go with Oakland. That's three and three right now. Yes. There. Uh, the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Everybody said the Colts except me. I said the Texans. That's my one thing to try to break it up here oh, just wow. to figure it out. I'll probably lose again and wear another helmet. I'm going to pick the Texans along with you. Oh, perfect. Uh, let's see. we got the Giants at the Car- – oh, Cardinals at the Giants. Excuse me. Uh, I said the Cardinals. Everyone else here says the Giants. I'm assuming – I said earlier, stay with it, the Cardinals. Perfect one there. San Francisco 49ers at the Redskins. We all swept here with the 49ers. <laughs> Earhart, what do yeah, you we think here? the 49ers. All right, well, shocking there. Los Angeles Chargers at the Titans. I said the Chargers because I hate the Titans. Uh, everyone else said Chargers too. Who do you got here? Uh, I'm going to say a tie, actually. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a tie. Don't say it. Don't even answer that one. Say uh, Saints at Bears. Saints are the upset here, I guess, but we all said the Saints in the sweep here. Earhart, who do you got? Yes, I'm going to say the Saints as well. Oh, you could have changed your answer because Alvin Kamara's out now. We can't change yeah, our answer. Yeah, yeah. No, I still, still think, I, I still think the Saints are going to win. You still rocking with them? Yeah. Right. Baltimore at the Seahawks. I said the Ravens was the homer I am. <laughs> Everyone else said Seahawks. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. Eagles at the Cowboys. Everybody but Tom said the Eagles. Obviously, Tom said the Cowboys. Who do you got here? Wow. I'm going to go with Tom. I'm going to go say the Cowboys are going to pull this one Interesting off. Interesting there. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. And then the last one here, the New England Bradys at the New York Jets. <laughs> I think we all kind of, I'm never down the Patriots ever again. Earhart, who you got here? I'm going to say the Jets. Oh, we all said Patriots, except Earhart, he's got the Jets here. Now, before we go move on, I'll say the locks quickly. Tom's lock and Kyle's lock was the Patriots. Mine was the Chiefs, so I got it. James, yours is the Bills. The upsets here. Tom's is the Saints. I didn't know even know they were the upsets. Kyle said the Chargers. I said the Cardinals were the upset here, and James's upset <coughs> is the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. So, at the end of Monday, we'll find out who our winner or loser is, or it could be even sooner Sunday night. But we don't know since a lot of us pick very similar. Yeah. You know, maybe. Uh, Fonz, I think you still have one more punishment. To yeah, I got about. one to make up for when I was way at Japan. So either way, next week I got to do something. So I'm waiting for you guys to have it This is my idea, and I'm the loser here. With, what is it now? Three punishments I've done. So, two I've done, one waiting for one. So next week we'll probably have two punishers with Fonz, and then um, I'm sweating. So I'm taking this off. So you're more than welcome yeah, you're to. Good. You're Thank good. you. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, either it'll be Tom Russo or myself. Um, if I'm the loser next week, I'll be. W- 
doing whatever that you guys say. James has to wear all his clothes backwards. We already did that one. We already did that I did that. Me and Tom did that last week. Oh, he did? I missed it? It was beautiful. Fonz had his sweatpants on backwards. That was mine. I missed it. I have to rewatch it. Why was there no picture sent to me? Yeah, yeah, I didn't take it in. I was about to say. I'm sorry. I should have walked over I'm after sorry. I set up for Gallo. You're right. I should have taken pictures. Dang All right. It. So <laughs> that was our quick fix segment. Um, that's always, always, that that always is an enjoyable segment, um, no matter which way you look at it. Everybody, I uh, have a feeling during the week, we always enjoy picking it. Yes. And Sundays are always interesting, no matter if fantasy, watching the game on TV, or just looking at our spreadsheet we made and seeing who's winning or losing sometimes russo gives us the update during the day he's like oh, uh tom you're losing i'm losing bond russo's like a the depressed sports fan to be yeah. i haven't lost though yet <laughs> he says i'm waiting that. i'm waiting to get that first loss <laughs> maybe he'll lose this week i right? hope he does Dude, i might there's a lot along with the yankees um speaking of the yankees what's the score it's still 4-1 in the I believe the top or the bottom of the seventh. All right. It's one of those. Um, so that was a quick sign out. All right. Let's do some NFL stuff. NA- NHL. Yeah. Um, we got the Islanders, Rain- Rangers, and Devils played last night. Devils won 5-1. to one. Um, That was Devils. 5-2. Five 5-2. Two. Five five two. Two. Yep. First win. They're not that first, terrible uh, team. First win. We'll see where that goes. Oh, um, I mean... This Devils team has been looked absolutely horrible in the beginning of the year. Uh, I I think three or four games they were up four to one, three to one, and they've blown the game. Um, this Ranger team is question marks all over the place. Uh, offensively, they look very good. Defensively, not so much. Uh, I don't know where they stand defensively. From what I've seen, Truba. I know he's your defensive guy, but I, it's basically Truba and Adam Fox. Adam Fox, I can't really trust him yet because he's um, <coughs> excuse me. He's a first-year player, yep. so you know you can't throw him into the mix and expect him to perform at the highest of levels. Truba, I know he's a defender, but he's scoring like he's an offensive player. Which I mean, it's which good. Is, which is good. Yeah. But it's 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 good to get your defensive. But that defensive aspect hasn't been to the elite level in which they're paying him at yeah. yet. Yeah. And then again, you know, we just talked about the Rangers last night, giving the Devils their first win. Uh, they just played tonight. The game just finished up. They lost 5-2 to the Capitals. And they've lost well. three in a row. That's lost three in a row. row. Edmonton, Capitals, and Jersey Devils. And Jack Hughes got his first point for the Devils, too. That, doesn't, first, that probably doesn't feel good. First overall pick. Yeah. Um, our New York Islanders have been playing very well. Still um, decent. We went to one game. They won. They won that game. That was yeah. the first one of the season, right? Yes, against yeah. the Jets. Me and Kyle Earhart went Monday. Oh, my God. That was... What a- game was that? I want to tell you. Okay. Go ahead. We went Monday against the, <laughs> I, the former Stanley Cup champion. I'm a depressed sports fan. You're, you're treating me like a therapist <laughs> the, right now. The, the, Let me the, tell you my story, what the, i got to tell you. Against the former Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, and this is probably one of the worst I only games I've ever been to, even though they won. <laughs> The first 55 minutes of the game, so that's two and three quarters of the periods, basically. Yeah. Uh, the Islanders were playing worse than what my dog does outside. Basically that, dog poop. I, Islanders were playing like dog poop. I almost fell asleep at one point. And <laughs> that's how bad it was. St. Louis was dominating the game. It got so bad where Islanders fans were fighting with each other, basically in our section. Yeah. 
And there's and it was Kids Day too. So yeah, it was just fight in front of our kids. That's a class act organization. <laughs> Let's uh, make it even better. But I guess something changed where Brock Nelson scored a goal, and then the Islanders just looked like a different team. And this is what confused me about this team. This team scores a goal, and they become like, oh, we're going to become the best NHL team now. Where was this the first 55 minutes of the game? Where was our offense the first 55 minutes of the game? Because what happened then? Matt Barzal scores a tying goal with 30 seconds left. And then yeah. once you knew Barzal scored, I told James, like, Islanders are going to win this game now. And what happens? Barzal does what he usually does in overtime, three-on-three, three, skates around the net, jukes out a bunch of people, make them look like idiots, and passes Devontae, who's wide open, and puts it in the top right corner. And me and Jay, I, I sat there. I was like, James, this is the second time this year we've seen an insane comeback. The Mets one, where yep. we got the Mets game against the Nationals, and then this one, and that was that was not that was nuts. I, I think that one beats the the Nationals one, to be honest. Yeah. The only thing that I'm skept, uh, skeptical about with this Islanders team is again, and I think I've said it before, <sighs> is uh, Varlama. Oh my god. I just I don't listen. A goalie <laughs> means a lot. Look what Robin Lehner, first year player with the Islanders last season, look what he was able to do. You know, came in set. What is it? Second, third place for the Vezina Trophy. Came in third. In third. Yeah. Third place for the Vezina Trophy. You get rid of that guy for a guy who had a 500 record. The team that. But got a guy rid- that has won a Vezina. The guy that the team that got rid of him is now six and zero. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he didn't look good his first two starts. I know they won. I believe he played. Did he play last night? Marlamov. Yes. Did yes. he yes. got the win last he night? Did get the win last night? He made a couple big saves. Yes. Islanders are on a three-game winning streak. Matt Barzal scored two goals last night. Me and James were uh, at a bar, and uh, yeah, I was going pretty nuts when Barzal scored that second goal. Yeah, yeah we were eating some good wings. Um, so Rangers sit in eighth place. Um, they have some uphill battles to climb. Yeah, it is early within the season, so things can definitely change. Um, and especially for them, they've only played four games because of those long breaks that they've yeah. had. Which is stupid. I don't know why the NHL does this. No. So they'll have a stretch of of games back-to-back. Maybe they'll get them on track. Um, then we got um, Travis, um, uh, JT. Oh, uh, J- JT broke his finger. Yeah. Yeah. Tavares broke. broke his finger, yeah. Yeah, so I mean... That's fine by me. Listen, I don't. You I can, love Tavares, but uh, oh, when I heard no, that, I, I felt a little good. I felt. I felt. I feel bad about it, but I felt a little good. I felt very good. He probably <laughs> went home, ex, you know, for mom to kiss it for him and make him feel better. Yeah. Um, that's all I'll say about him. Some toxic stuff right now. Hey, James. listen. Some review and preview after dark. You should <laughs> <laughs> find his jersey. I. Uh, I oh yeah, over yeah. The captain. Yeah. He ain't yeah. my he, captain no more. When we went to that game, James on the back of his jersey, how he taped up Tavares' last name, he put Mama's Boy on it for all the creative. Yeah. yeah. And then the I taped up the captain because I heard he's the captain of uh, Toronto, Toronto that same day. So, yeah. blood alone, he ain't my captain no more. And when the Maple Leafs come back to the Coliseum November 13th, he won't be there. So. I guess oh, yeah, he won't he hear. Playing. He probably won't be playing because of his broken fingers. So. And that means he probably won't travel with the team either. Oh, yeah. he's definitely he's not going to travel. Team. Team. Oh no, not no. over there. <laughs> no <laughs> way. That's hostile territory. No, no I'll go with you guys. Where are you playing? Oh, oh no, 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 good. You know what? No, my fi- my finger's still healing up. I can't. <laughs> oh, where would you look at that? Just break his finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes my other finger. All righty. Um, so that's a little touch on the NHL, NBA. Let's touch on that for the last. Seven minutes or so of the show. Um, Zion Williams is expected to miss a decent amount of time 
This is huge. Yeah. Um, this is huge. This is pretty tough because... I mean, the Pelicans, they were... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you felt about them, Fonz, Kyle. I saw them, you know, in a tough West, I saw them sneaking in with an eighth spot, personally. Oh, yeah. I I think they could have made some noise there with the with um, with Zion there. But I have a question. I mean, he got hurt in college. Yes. Got hurt in the summer league. Yes. Hurt in preseason. Obviously, his size is a concern. We've been People have been concerned about it. If you're a Pelicans fan, do you start to worry, like, oh, can this guy play, like, 75 games of the season without I think, getting something like I think you only worry to the aspect as if you know his athletic ability with the way he could jump mm-hmm. on top of the fact that he weighs so much and you've seen that a lot of his injuries come from lower body injuries like in college i get it he rolled his ankle we all saw that shoe what ha- what happened to that shoe yeah. he did that shoe he, he rolled his ankle busted out busted yeah. out of the shoe on top of the fact that i now think this is a knee injury now yeah so you know all that 290 pounds that's that's a lot on his knees to keep yeah. on jumping the way moving the way he's doing it i get it he's young and he still has that youth ability, that youth factor in there. But it, but it, it is concerning. Eventually, when you, you it know. It gets concerning. It does get concerning, especially what you invested in. Number one overall pick. Yeah. You know, you kind of built around this guy. You traded with yeah. You felt comfortable enough to get rid of Anthony Davis to yeah. then build, put pieces around Zion Williamson. Speaking of Anthony Davis, I mean, it's I'm not saying they're like the same thing, but it's like it kind of is with the injury thing. Anthony Davis could never stay healthy for a full season. Yeah, that I kind mean, of got fans frustrated. Anthony Davis probably would have won the MVP at least twice. Yeah, right oh, now. yeah, he would have yeah, been yeah, a two-time, he, he was but healthy. that's – is this going to be the other thing with Zion? Is it going to be like the M- the MVP caliber player gets hurt and he never really stays healthy? You're yeah. always concerned. I think coaching staff and medical staff is going to have to work with him mm-hmm. and be like, listen, I know you're young. You want to do all this great stuff. You I know. think they're going to make him lose weight, personally. Well, I, bold think, is, I that, think that has to be. And then I think they're going to have to tone down on what he, what he wants to do Yeah. in his playing style. Yeah. Be like, this worked in college, yes, but – you're in the NBA. But that that's his game. I know that's uh, his game. And, and that's where I think he's going to struggle because he needs to find a jump shot. Uh, I know we all get on Ben Simmons for not having a three-point shot or a jump shot, but I think if Zion wants to take that next step and become a star, he needs to create get a, a jump shot. At least a mid-range. Yeah. And yep. maybe get a three-ball. I mean, he, Are you shooting we, threes? He was we, shooting them. we did see him in college. He did hit a bunch of threes at Duke, but – I feel like if Zion wants to become that next star level with Giannis and LeBron and Steph Curry and all that, he needs to start developing a, th- a jump shot. Yeah. So then another injury, Paul George will miss at least the first 10 games of the season. That's huge. Um, so yes. that's also a big – That's huge. That's yeah. another player where, like, we'll do on the pace while even well, – bef- even sometimes during his pace, he's got he got hurt a good amount of times. Even when he yeah, was under, for, was almost over. Yeah, well, bef- yeah, before the injury, he was fine. Yeah. But then that Team USA exhibition where he broke the leg, yeah. came back, and then he started getting like these little nagging injuries. And yeah. then his time with the Thunder, he was an MVP caliber player on the Thunder too. Yeah, injuries kind of stopped him there a little bit here and there. On top of the fact that they are in the West, so at that point. It's not like when you're in the East. You can miss a couple of games. You can miss a couple of games. You're in the West now. You miss like five games. You're you're probably like in the West. There's probably at least 10, 11 teams that, you know, you could have in there. I mean, it's. uh, I was looking at it before the show. Just a a spitball, you know, who do I think is going to be in the one to eight seed for the East and the West? I was looking at the West, and I'm like, wow, I'm leaving out that team. You know, the San Antonio... One of the teams that I left out, San Antonio Spurs, but they somehow always get in. They always get in. It's hard to leave them out. You know, before the Zion Williamson injury... You know, how am I leaving out the Pelicans? You know, they could be a good team. Even the Dallas Mavericks. If Chris Aspozingas is healthy. No, that's a good that, deal. That's a good team. That is a good team. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to leave out these teams. But if you got missing, I mean, it's a different story for the Clippers because 
You know, they got Kawhi Leonard, reigning, Kawhi. reigning uh, Finals MVP, NBA champion, two-time NBA champion, two-time Finals MVP. Uh, you got him, Clippers. I love the Clippers team. Yeah. I, I, I Beverly, Montrez Harrell, Landry Schmidt. Uh, Patrick Mo Harkless, Patrick, yeah, Lou, all those Williams. Lou Williams, Lou Williams, my boy. I'll say this now, my because the NBA season starts next week. My sleeper team in the West is the Sacramento Kings. I think I think they're a team you should really. I've been on them for a while. Shout out to Dawes, De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley. They are a good and Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. I'm missing people off the top of my head right now. They signed Dwayne Dedman from the Hawks. Very good pickup in my opinion. Yeah, I'm missing Harrison Barnes as their whole starting lineup. That. That's a sneaky team you should keep an eye on. I'll yeah. say it now before next week when the season's underway. Yeah. No, it's definitely a good team. That's definitely a good team. So, um, NBA for some of these teams already have injuries piled up. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also difficult when you have some rumors swelling around the China thing where yeah. they were over there. Mm-hmm. So, that's tough I, for some of the teams. Um, it was. They went over there to play. And Big market over there, too, yeah. so it kind of hurts a little bit. And little, uh, It's a crazy scenario over there, but yeah. we'll see what happens now. They're not going to – obviously, they don't play games during the season over there, so they're going to be stepping away from there for a little bit, focusing on the season. Yeah. And maybe you'll see a lot of the players being like, all right, that's done. Let's focus on winning a, a ring this year because we've said it. There's there's a there's no clear cut. All Warriors are gonna win. It's easy. Like this is a wide open race. I yeah, believe. It's, I I think it's with Kawhi going to the Clippers and people splitting up. Andy Kevin Durant is going to Lakers. Brooke, uh, Brooklyn getting Kevin Durant. Like it's a, it's very split up. So I think with that whole uh, China controversy, I think it's gonna teams are not gonna worry about it anymore. It's like all right, let's just focus on yeah. winning here because it's a very wide open race. I and it, and I like how you brought that up. It is because you got teams that have split up, teams that mm-hmm. gain pieces that will help them. Blossom and yeah, there's no, uh, there's no super, there's really no super team. There's anymore. no big super team. Um, yeah, even like the Clay Thompson injury. I mean, the, unfortunately, like that's like that also helps with the Warriors. Not going to be like a guaranteed victory here. Yeah. The, the only team nowadays that I could think of that actually has a super team, but nobody calls them a super team because it's not really a super team, is probably the Philadelphia 76ers. That starting five. Yeah, is no, incredible. it's a very, it's a very yeah, good starting very good five. Start but that yeah. starting five is incredible. But other than that, there's really no super team. You yeah. got. A couple tandems. You don't really have, you know, a to duo. No tr- big trio. Yeah, you don't have a trio. Yeah, the only trio that I can really think of. I don't know if you want to consider it a trio, but you got Lillard, McCollum, and now Whiteside. But I don't know how much. I would say Whiteside. more. I would say more Lillard, McCollum. I think Whiteside's going to do better in Portland, but I got to wait and see how that is because yeah. the Miami tenure they don't they run small ball. They didn't want to play him at the center spot. Yeah. So with about two minutes left of the show, any quick points you guys want to bring up? Well, we got the well, you know, we're on NBA. Uh, we got the Knicks season. Let's go Knicks. <laughs> let's let's all predict uh, our uh, <laughs> let's all predict our actually our NBA finals because I've heard over oh. the last few days so many different NBA finals, which is great, obviously, because it made it so wide open. So, Russo, let's start with you. Your NBA finals right now. It's Way on too record. Early finals My picks. NBA finals pick. I mean, the East. I think it's a lock. I think it's a lock for the 76ers. Right, I mean, versus ben, who? Versus who? Nah, well, I, we don't have that much time. Clippers. 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 Fonz, what do you got? I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yeah. It's going to be uh, Bucks, Nuggets. Ooh. I think the Nuggets are a Western team. They're like all, that's that. another team, too. They were, were the two seed last year. Underrated team. Everybody forgets about them because yeah. they don't have that really star guy. Exactly. Monty. I'm going to go with Fonz. You say Bucks, Nuggets? Yeah. You like that? I'm going to go. That's nice. That's low key. I'm going nice. to go different. I'm going to go Lakers, LeBron, mm-hmm. full season rest, and I'm going to go. 
with the Boston Celtics. Totally different. No way. I've no, heard nobody so. said that. The Celtics. I'm just going to be a totally different. No way. I'm, I'm totally say, different. We don't have that much time, but I just don't know. The Lakers are going to make the playoffs, but I don't know. LeBron in how, the unless they reshuffle the lineup when they do every it's time just, with LeBron. It's not even unless that, they reshuffle the roster completely. Even, I don't. It's not, not even it. that they can't do it. It's the fact that it won't happen. Put just it, because of the sole purpose, like we were alluding to before, with injuries. Anthony Davis, as sad as it is to say, he's bound to get injured, as he already has. He's, he's, already missing, the, he's missing the Russo, beginning of the go, go put a $20 bet. LeBron's bringing the team back to the NBA Finals. I always lose put it money. right now. When I put money on stuff, I always lose. <laughs> just get, just get James, take us out of here, bro. All right. So, just a little ending. Yankees are still winning 4-1, to one, bottom eight. Looks like they survive. At this moment, they still survive and advance. Yeah, that's still going to win. <laughs> um, so Russo, you, you don't cry yourself to sleep tonight. If no, I won't have the Yankees. Not tonight. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow night. All right, fair enough. All right. On that note, you've been listening to review and preview here on LIU Wave on behalf of Kyle Russo, Kyle Earhart, and Fonz. This is James saying, have a good night and a good weekend. <laughs>